0: Okay, let's get started. Just high, we
1: well, a giant turtle has awoketh out of its shell. And that means it's time for Amy and Riley to officially raise <laughs> hell. And with that, my name is Riley Hamilton.
2: <laughs> this is Amy Scarlotta, just hearing that for the first time.
1: And that's our new intro for every single episode. So I hope you liked it.
2: Did I tell you that um, one of my parents' turtles went briefly missing last week?
1: What the hell? No, but I sensed a sort of disturbance <laughs> a rift. in the universe. Can you? What happened?
2: Stella. Okay. Um, well, I was over there. It was actually, I think, two weeks ago. I was over there at one point. And we couldn't find her, but we assumed she just went into a bush. And then later in the day, she came out and it was like, not a big deal. And then a few days after that, she was missing for an entire day. Whoa. And it turned out that my parents are um, inquiring about possibly getting solar panels installed. And I guess that the solar panel guy opened their pool, like, filter housing and left the little door open on there and she scooted on in and was just chilling in there but he had then closed it before he left so they had no idea that that was even a possibility oh
1: my god so (laughs) So she was trapped in a pool filter for a little bit for
2: yeah just like the there's like a little gate around to hide the pool filter and pump or whatever um yeah, I think she's always trying to hide from Tuffy, the dominant turtle who tries to have his way with her.
1: And is Tuffy? Did you find out that Tuffy is a, a, a male turtle? And then or...
2: Stella was formerly Stanley. Oh, oh
1: right. Okay, <laughs> so oh, so it, so it actually it, you thought it was two male turtles, yes. but one actually turned out to be female. Yes, and Tuffy is always trying to make love. Yes, to Stella, and she hates it. So Stella. In her duress, once that gate was she open she ran she ran as quickly as she could and got <laughs> potentially just for a day, she was locked in that engagement it's probably
2: the best day of her life
1: <laughs> getting away from Tuffy, He's yeah, terrible. I'll, I'll say how often does he like to try to make love to her?
2: I think every day my dad texted me when they found her that Tuffy was bobbing his head in delight. <laughs> So, that's what he does when he's horny.
1: So, was it like he was holding, uh, <laughs> when he was holding something. he brought her back into her environment? Tuffy was like, <laughs> it's like that
2: Jack Nicholson gif from The Departed when he's like, oh, when he goes, yes. <laughs> and he's raising his eyebrows yeah, yeah. in a
1: typical Jack Nicholson fashion. Wow.
2: Yeah, but um, they're back in action. I was down there yesterday because my parents forced me to help them clean the garage. And um, I looked over at one point and Tuffy I didn't know that he was eating watermelon, so I thought something like terrible had happened because there was just like a mound of like flesh colored debauchery. Yeah. And it turned out it was watermelon.
1: And turtles like watermelon. He loves it. That is so fun. How <laughs> old are they again?
2: Like seventy.
1: So Tuffy is seventy and he's still horny. And, <laughs> yeah. you, and Stella is also seventy?
2: I think they got her a little later, so I'm not sure, but my dad got Tuffy when he was like ten, but he wasn't a baby turtle at that point. Wow. So I don't know. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: What a life they've led. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of them. Love it. Um, um Well, I wanted to ask you because we did take, you know, a week off from recording. We did it you know, yes, last week. Sorry, guys. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it was I think people responded to the top ten Housewives episode. Yeah. I think we got more of a more commentary than we have for a lot of us that's true episodes. lots of engagement engagement yeah and I think it gave me hope for a world where we don't have to be so <laughs> tied to topical episodes and maybe yeah. we could just do fun one-off little things like that you know totally
2: yeah it was a uh, interesting timing uh, hopefully you've listened by now but you know that we swallowed our pride or at least I swallowed my pride and gave Bethany the number one slot. And then moments later, she was in the news. And now I'm wondering if I'm reconsidering everything. I I also
1: (laughs) can't believe, I'll just say it, I can't believe that the minute we announced her as our number one housewife of all time, she, well, it was in the midst of the reality reckoning, but it seems like she is really reckoning right now. And there could be, there's never been, I think, more hatred towards her now than ever before and yeah so but i would but you know i think i feel like we were both talking about her presence just on you know as yeah. part of the housewives legacy
2: times have changed
1: times have changed <laughs> i still feel secure in that number one spot but she is making it tough yeah did you see i don't know if, well i think you might have seen but um i did a TikTok and i said well i guess we should uh, well <laughs> it's bethany related <laughs> yes um, the only reason i'm saying is that i pitched Bethany to possibly come on you know turtle time to see if she wants to talk about the reality reckoning or you know she could talk about anything she wants I told her it'd be a complete softball session yeah we would the breeziest interview she's ever had (laughs) so that could be she did follow you right yeah so maybe there is a chance that we can talk to Bethany and sort of I don't know you know persuade her against (laughs) this whole
2: do you think she'd come to my apartment
1: yeah, I was thinking, I don't know if you can see it on YouTube, but there's a chair directly across from us. Maybe Bethany could sit there.
2: Stay way over there. Actually,
1: I would really like it if Bethany was sitting right here in the in middle. In the middle? That, I think we'd nice. have
2: to get a new adapter that would allow for three microphones.
1: I think if Bethany did agree to be on Turtle Time. We could I, Venmo
2: her, like $12.
1: To, for her to bring her own mic, <laughs> yeah. an adapter. That would be nice. Or I don't mind running out to like very quickly to some, what do they call them? Like technology like Best stores. Buy? Best Buy and get... That for Bethany. But so look out for that. Think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I wanted to ask just how was New York, just very briefly, because you were gone. I saw you having the time of your life in New York.
2: It was great. It was um, a whirlwind, like five days. We kept busy the whole time. I uh, commented, uh, someone on YouTube was saying that they hoped that I did see um, Kelly Ben Simone running in the streets, which sadly I did not. But I can report back that I saw social commentator and a pop uh, pop culture icon Michael Musto on a bike in the Meatpacking District. Whoa. I saw um, actor Gabriel Byrne oh, at the him. Carlisle Hotel.
1: You did? What was he doing?
2: <laughs> he was on his way out as we were on our way in.
1: Gabriel Byrne. Is that what you said? Yes. He, he was in Hereditary. Yes. He was also in Miller's Crossing. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think he was in... I can't think of anything else he's in, but he is a he's notable, very notable. My I... sister
2: worked on that show in treatment. Um, oh, he was that. on that.
1: Oh, that is huge. <laughs> I've seen a couple episodes of that and I really liked it.
2: Yeah. Um, it was a boring job for her cause she's in lighting and it's only takes place in one room. They only have to do so. like two lights the entire time. <laughs> she just like sat there. <laughs> that was, that's an interesting
1: concept for a show. Yeah. I liked the idea of it. Yeah. Even though it's all like fabricated, what the therapist and the, client are talking about yeah um but oh, that's great and Who's then michael musto he
2: you'd probably recognize him i think he wrote for like the village voice for like a really long time and i feel like he was a i love the 80s guy sometimes he wears like little round glasses yeah i can almost and, picture um, him i was like was that him and i was like i think it was um and the last one i saw was ryan adams
1: Ryan Adams, the, uh, the canceled singer, musician. <laughs> songwriter. He's canceled, right? Yeah. What did he do again? Oh, grooming?
2: Yeah, it was like bad news. Just like I think a lot of girls were like, he's evil, including Mandy Moore.
1: Mandy Moore has yeah. stated that. Well, she was
2: married to him, right?
1: Yes. I yeah. think so. Well, I think so. Yeah. So you saw him. Where was he?
2: He was at a hotel in Brooklyn where I was getting a drink. And at first I was like, is that him? because he looks like shit <laughs> does he's very bloated and like has red hair now and um then so i went to his my picker to quote patty stanger um is very good like when i think i saw someone 99 percent it's them like my lizard brain is accurate like
1: you know when you see someone when i
2: usually i'll doubt it and i'll be like i think i saw them but usually i tr- try and find a second form of confirmation right so I went to his Instagram and I was like, oh, that is what he looks like right now. And then for a third form of identification, I saw that he was on tour and had a date in Brooklyn that night.
1: Was he alone?
2: He was speaking with a lady. Whoa. I should have warned her. You should have. You should have said, Is this, like, this guy's canceled? Sir? Yeah.
1: Excuse me. Wow. So Michael Musto, Gabriel Byrne, and Ryan Adams. God. <laughs> Damn, New York was popping off. Quite a trio. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Couldn't
2: think of more random names.
1: So, it, anyone else? I mean, three is great. That anyone was else? it.
2: No one at the airport. Um, it used to be, I remember, I feel like celebrities have changed their travel course because it used to be every flight ever from New York to LA or LA to New York, there was someone on it. Yes. And now I never see anybody.
1: What do you think? They take a DJ? Oh, it's more of a private jet culture <laughs> Do you think? Now. Yeah, I mean, they've made those like, what are those things that are not private jets where it's like right. group sh- w- ride share? For yeah, it's jets? like
2: semi-private. Yeah,
1: they probably do those all the time yeah. now. Um, well, that's amazing. I saw, you saw a couple like Broadway shows, didn't you? Yes. How were I
2: ended up seeing Sean Hayes in Goodnight Oscar, which he won the Tony for, and it was really good.
1: What's Goodnight Oscar about?
2: It's about this man, Oscar Levant, who is a real man. Uh, He was like an actor, performer. He's in like An American in Paris and a few other movies. He's like a pianist. He was a mainstay on like 50s and 60s late night. Okay. Um, Like the show takes place in one night of him on the Jack Parr show. Oh, okay. the, The Tonight show hosted by Jack Parr. And- I'm just like doing a full ad for it. He, the plot line is that he was committed to a facility and he uh got four hours out to be on The Tonight Show. Whoa. And The Tonight Show, like the NBC, and everyone's like, he can't do this. It's like too dangerous. Like, we don't know his state of mind or whatever. And then he like slays and he plays piano, which Sean Hayes is, is like a classically trained pianist. Oh, I didn't know that. And he plays. Rhapsody in Blue and it's like amazing
1: what's Rhapsody in Blue again
2: it's uh, Gershwin oh okay yeah well, that sounds, you would fun. recognize it and it's like
1: oh yeah so he actually played that yeah it was like insane and it
2: was like five minutes long
1: that's fun so you really bit the big apple totally that's awesome oh how was the rare bit the Welsh oh my god
2: it was great no Matthew Reese, so I didn't get to add him to the list but um, it was a really cool. At first when we got on, it was literally raining and I was like, what have we done? Um, but it stopped and then it was sunset and it was pink skies, Beautiful. gentle seas. Um, and it turned out that my cousin's boyfriend used to work with the captain.
1: Whoa. Oops, kismet. That is amazing. It I mean, The stars <laughs> aligned, I think, for you in New York City.
2: Yeah, it was a great... I just love it. I love going there whenever I can. I already... I feel like... Because my sister lives there, I can just go. I could go tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Like, I could just be like, I'm coming. Yeah, That is very nice. <laughs> That's a luxury. I have people I could stay with, too, in, in New York. And I love it there, too. And I'm glad you got to experience that.
2: Yeah. It was very nice. Not too hot. Um, Yeah. How about you? How was LA?
1: It's been hot as hell. Yeah. It was bad without you here. <laughs> um, But overall, I'm okay. I mean, okay. I, I'm doing good. But nothing notable happened while you were gone good just it was just sad here i don't want to miss out nearly as fun
2: okay um i was just saying i'll use this as a segue but i feel like i went at a good time because not that much happened in the news or the world and you know i missed Rony and orange county i actually thought was pretty good last week uh we can i you know we don't have to go fully into it but when they dress as each other, I thought it was funny. Okay, yeah, I thought <laughs> you was... weren't entertained. No,
1: I thought it was very, very bad.
2: <laughs> I showed it to Jimmy, and he was like, "Great job, girls." <laughs> I thought like the four funny ones were funny.
1: Was Tamara included in there?
2: She looked like Heather. She did a good job, but she became annoying,
1: of course. Heather de Ho.
2: I know. Is the way to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, um,
2: <laughs> but okay. anyways, I thought that was entertaining. Oh my god! Also. We don't have to get into this, but I don't usually actively watch Below Deck. But we put Bravo on while I was there and did you hear about the Below Deck down under scandal? Yeah.
1: Yes, I saw that. I
2: organically watched that episode Whoa. last week and I was my sister was like I watched the show and this is crazy. Like she was like that's like we accidentally watched the most exciting episode ever. He, was it it's a was it a crew member? It was the bosun who's like Top role n- got nude and climbed into bed with a stew yeah. who was blackout passed out, and the producers like banged on the door and let themselves in and told me had to get out.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw that clip, but I didn't have any context for it. Did he know that? Like, I mean, I know he works with the stewardess, but why did he think? It, I mean, I know there's no excuse for it, but why did he think it was even appropriate to even climb in the bed with anyone? He, he just shouldn't. drunk as hell.
2: Yeah, he was definitely drunk, but yeah, I don't know what he was planning to do. And I'm like, it is a sort of interesting question of, I feel like it's actually pretty rare for production to intervene. And it's like, do you think that on like Vanderpump Rules or something like that, not to uh, put them under more scrutiny than they're already under this week. Right. But like, do you think that they would stop something like that?
1: You know? Yes, I think they would. I I think knowing that someone was blackout drunk and couldn't offer any
0: consent. consent
1: and then having someone who's also drunk like uh invade their private space and potentially you have no idea what's going to happen when the doors close yeah. I, don't, I think that is a bridge too far yeah. for any production so, but yeah it was shocking to see it was shocking to see the limits of when production does step in yeah and fully obviously fully validated um yeah that was shocking to see and I, i've never watched below deck before that's the only clip i've ever seen of it <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was crazy. And then there was another, so spoiler, he got fired, but there's another girl on the crew who was like mourning his firing and was like, we don't even get to say goodbye. That's so sad. Like, I feel so bad for him. Like what he did wasn't even bad. And then she told the girl who was assaulted, basically, she goes, he should have come to my room. I would have welcomed him. Whoa, really? And she got fired too. <laughs> Whoa,
1: wow, okay, damn. I was like, bye. <laughs> wow. I was like, this
2: episode rule. Yeah, that's wild. So
1: does it make you want to continue the Down Under Kind journey? of.
2: I mean, yeah, I've watched, um, I've pretty much only in any real way watched Below Deck Med which is the Captain Sandy one. Um, I don't have much experience with the regular one or sailing yacht or Down Under. But now that I'm so acquainted, it's so easy to dive back in. So I kind of want to record it and have it as like a backup, like chill show.
1: Yeah, I haven't been ready to commit to it yet just because I know it's like, what, four spinoffs?
2: Yeah, it's a lot. And there's so many episodes of like the original. I watched some of it during COVID when I was in my puzzle era because it's good like background. Yeah. Um, and then on Project Runway, which I am watching this season, they did a below deck challenge where they had to design outfits, like crew outfits. And I was like, I had seen enough of it that I recognized most of the people, which made me feel comfortable. That's interesting. Like, that's one of the challenges, like <laughs> referencing another show. Yeah. Well, they did a Housewives one They did a couple years ago and Luann won. How the did Luann? How did Luanne? That was designed for her one.
1: Oh, so someone said, or the... the- what tim gunn says Design a.
2: <laughs> he's not on anymore oh, but um oh, christian siriano who's a former winna- winner winner <laughs> uh yeah that's like the challenge they love to integrate um and then so Wan, and she won her outfit one on that last one she was a judge on the below deck
1: challenge Whoa, that's really fun yeah so some crossover totally that's very cool Well, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, One thing I forgot to say that I did while you were gone. I was so, you know, I was kind of bummed out. And I decided I'm staying in Sherman Oaks. You know this. I'm house sitting. And so I realized that I was like eight minutes away from the the site of where Jax's Studio City (laughs) is going to be. Yeah. Ultimately. And I knew that there was like a a sign up because Jax had posted it. So I wanted to just go out front of it and see what the hell was going on. Yeah. So I drove there and um, it's right next to, it's on Ventura Boulevard. Yeah. And it's right next to a Rocco's Tavern. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this is just, this isn't really like a scoop or anything, but I just thought it's interesting that, uh, so Lance Bass owns, I think is a partial owner of Rocco's Tavern. Okay. He owns the one definitely by, in West Hollywood, by, okay. by Lisa. And I think he might be a part owner of other Rocco's Taverns, because this is now like the the third or second, like Jack's uh, Rocco's collaboration, because also Rocco's is one of the places that places that like would serve that just add x oh Uh, remember that like yeah it was like his mixer drinks yeah and so Rocco's was like the place where you could go get the just add I don't know why Lance Bass has had this many like business dealings with Jack's anyway I didn't I thought I for some reason thought that Jackson Studio City would be like him building a a bar (laughs) and starting it from scratch like Schwartz and Sandy's or whatever but I think based off what I saw (laughs) is that it Rocco's Tavern is there on Ventura Boulevard. And then there's this place called the 77 Cocktail Lounge, which I think is also owned by Rocco's. It's like they took over the space next to theirs. And I think that business either failed or they don't like the concept Uh because on the 77... uh, bar like sign it says for information about where to use this how to use this event space you can call Rocco's oh. so I think so Rocco's owns this 77 club or whatever so they're it's just called. like
2: putting a new sign up so
1: Jax's <laughs> Jax's Studio City is just I think going to be like a, a turnkey property where everything exists already inside of it but it's just going to be Jax's concept right. now
2: I would love to see the dollars and cents of like what he put in and what the monthly costs will be because remember now he's saying he's like uh, I know that I just said that owning a bar is like a marriage killer and a time suck and a waste yeah. of money, but actually forget all of that because me and Brittany are very involved together and this is going to be great. <laughs> right. <And> nothing <laughs> will go wrong at all with this.
1: Yeah, I'm interested too. I'm interested in what his involvement is, is is Lance Bass or the Rock... Maybe maybe it's not even Lance, but it's like the Rock Coast Tavern owners now have a relationship with him and they want him to be the face of it, just like Schwartz and Sandy's, but he has... 2% involvement. Like, right. we just don't know. I
2: mean, it's pretty bold. It's Jax's. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that'll be re- very fun to see, you know, what happens with that. Also, it's very coincidental that the spinoff is happening and then they announce this immediately. Right. That he's, he's getting a concept or a, a right. sports it's bar. It's like they can
2: only have a show that revolves around a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Also, we. I'm not going to go into it because we're going to go so into detail, but there was something in the said book Bethany News: The first thing that ever made me care or think twice about the spinoff was mentioned, and we oh. will get into that. Oh yeah, the uh, the the Kristen <laughs> aspect. Yes. Oh okay.
1: Yeah. We yeah we should talk about <laughs> it. Okay. Well yeah yeah that was my Jackson Studio City update. Not a lot to report, but I yeah. think it's just interesting that it's not starting from scratch, like I uh, for some reason assumed, it just seems like he's going to take over an existing bar that already has everything going for it. I mean, that's
2: probably what Schwartz and Sandys should have done.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so, too.
2: (laughs) Considering that what they came up with was not anything like they imagined. Yeah.
1: Yep, I agree. (laughs) Well, do you want to talk about the most pressing news? The reality reckoning? Yeah, the reality reckoning. (laughs) Reality reckoning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we should reckon with it. Okay. Um,
2: So... On Bethany's garbage podcast. What is it called?
1: <laughs> uh well, there's two. There's <laughs> just be, which is for it's for more short form content like <laughs>
2: 30 minutes with 17 minutes of ads.
1: Well, just be, I mean, <laughs> traditionally, I, I I um subscribe to both her podcasts. Yeah. So traditionally they'll be like some will be like seven minutes long. <laughs> yeah and it'll be like Bethany's thoughts on Meghan Markle. And yeah. it'll be And then so just be is for like her stray thoughts. Yeah. Um, And they're very stray. Like they're not, (laughs) it's not a podcast. Yeah. It's more like.
2: It's giving manic.
1: Yeah. It's more like (laughs) what, what would probably, she probably uses TikTok now more for these these thoughts. She does. Yeah. So, but, but anyway, just be as that. And then what she did, um, which people have a lot of, um, you know, ill will towards is that she has fully gone away from, being like a pop culture commentator i mean she still is but she's more focused on bravo content now right and that's when she announced uh it's called housewives rewives yes or i think or just maybe just re-wives, rewives yeah where she which if you watch the watch what happens live with her and jeff lewis yeah she was talking about how like she's the first podcast to comment on <laughs> housewives with get celebrity guests hmm. so she was trying to say that this was like that her there is some uniqueness to her concept, sure. which is which is kind of silly because there are a hundred <laughs> podcasts, yeah. you know, including ours. So <laughs> she's not doing anything. She's not she loves being a pioneer. Yeah. But this was not very pioneering at no. all.
2: I used to straight up listen to Just Be like actively. Um and then it became unbearable. And then like you said, TikTok sort of took over that yeah. need. Um but I still have never listened to Rewives. Um but yeah, her her episodes do vary in length uh the opposite of ours that are normally close to three hours hers are extremely short to the point that she even uh so i'll just say it she had raquel on yes and do you think it's there's gonna be another part
1: yeah there, well, well there's part one there's part two yeah today and then i think there yeah there's gonna be part three tomorrow okay. and a full uh, then a youtube video is gonna come out with a full interview okay. tomorrow as well so yeah
2: each one well, i think the first one's like 45 minutes the second one was like 30 minutes yeah And then, but there's a ton of ads on it. Yes. Like I just kept hitting the 15 second forward and I had to hit it like 30 times. Yes.
1: So Bethany, just for context, uh, Bethany is really ramping up the amount of like um, attention she wants for her. Yes. For her uh, Housewives content. Yeah, her reality (laughs) reckoning. The first was the big Jill Zarin, Bethany, um, What's that called? Like uh, tete tete, tete tete, where they got back together and talked for the first time. Or Was whatever. that
2: on Just B or Rewives?
1: That's on both. She posts okay. any notable <laughs> pod, any notable episode that she wants a lot of traction for. She posts it on both of her feeds. Okay, so not, that's not that wild. Yeah. I mean, it's just like she has two outlets, and she if Double she, if ads. it pertains to both. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> running ads all over those things. Then this is just contextually. On Jill Zarin's, uh, the podcast with Jill Zarin, Bethany um, asks Jill about the Bobby Zarin funeral right. filming. And Jill says, which she's been saying for 10 years, that she did not give final approval for Bravo to film at Bobby's funeral. Right. She says that she gave she, she initially was interested and that she wanted it filmed, but that she did not give her assistant approval to tell Bravo that they could film. Right. Which I don't believe. Right. I mean, I...
2: I, Yeah, Bethany's, like, running to the bank with that as being, like, the final straw... Yes. ...that she crashed a funeral on TV.
1: Yes. She said, if... She said, that is the most despicable thing I've ever heard. She's running... And when you listen to the episode, it doesn't sound like Bethany actually fully believed Jill. Yeah. Which, like us she's skeptical yeah. and we know jill and so i think jill is lying i think bethany is just giving jill a lot the benefit of the doubt yeah but she's like you just said she is she is the reality reckoning is coming from that like she feels <laughs> like she was exploited yeah by bravo and i think it's based on i think it's based on a lie yeah she's just taking jill's word for it
2: right or it's just she wants to do this campaign no matter what because she thinks it's cool and that's a great you know pillar
1: yes to add i I also think it's like it's like i don't know if this is a negotiation strategy or not like i don't know someone can let us know but She has one goal, which is to get residuals for reality TV performers, which Uh I think is a noble goal. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if Vanderpump Rules is the most successful Bravo show and people are rewatching seasons one through 10 for the first time, they should participate in the success of Vanderpump Rules. So that's a noble goal. But then I feel like to get either attention for that goal or to... Uh, I, I don't know. It's like twofold. So what is she doing? Because she's also trying to say that this is the most toxic work environment <laughs> and that Bravo should, uh, you know, change the workplace conditions because they foster, you know, they, they ply people with alcohol. Right. Uh, they put them in unsafe conditions. Uh, they're using people's image without compensation or, or like benefiting off the misfortune of cast members. So I'm wondering if that's like a negotiation tactic to get the residuals or if right. it's just the reality reckoning is both. It's like- right.
2: yeah it feels like i'm like what is your end game because it sounds like you just think that this kind of entertainment shouldn't exist
1: right you know yeah i don't know where she stands does she want bravo to um i don't know like does she want to take down bravo and and i I mean i guess you could say she wants to end exploitative practices in reality Mm -hmm. television Um, now that she's done huh now that she's done yeah now that she yeah now she's (laughs) off and then i don't know if you saw also she
2: i don't know if people have talked about this but have did you watch her uh like apprentice show yes like i'm like i don't even want to know what the working conditions were on that show because it seemed awful
1: yeah yeah no no, no, it totally (laughs) seemed awful and and i mean claiming that she hasn't um you know, uh, she hasn't affected people's mental states while she's been working <laughs> with her coworkers. Oh yeah, you know, is is ri- ridiculous? Yeah, she her been... whole show that I think you're now watching
2: is about like her lack of boundaries in the workplace. Yes,
1: um, yeah. So I, I think that then I guess from this reality reckoning, uh, it got on um, Raquel's mom's radar. Like Bethany has the right idea. My daughter was mistreated <laughs> yeah. in this world. And so she would be the perfect outlet for you to go on and tell your story. Yeah. I think that's how. Uh, and and I I'm not sure if Bethany reached out first. Maybe she... I think
2: she said that Raquel's people reached out to her.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because of her because of her newfound lens on reality television. Right. Um. Okay. So yeah, how, that's the context. So wh- how did you feel about part one oh and my part God.
2: two? um let me pull up my notes here I liked I mean I didn't I my first note is that she goes she's just Bethany's describing what reality reckoning means and she said that she came up with that off the cuff she was on her I don't know what to call it like Back on her bullshit, as far as her speedy uh, way with words, like yes. it, like never ended the entire time. She was like, "Reality reckoning." I just came of the off the cuff exploitation without compensation. Like yes. her like word play was like never ending yes. the whole time. It,
1: yeah. Yes. <laughs> For sure.
2: Um. So it was like funny because Raquel is like, um. It takes her a while to get her thoughts together. Yeah so she's sort of like slow paced because there were a lot of times when she would start to say something and then try and reword it or she would say something wrong or like there would be like pauses where I would like look at my phone to be like, it's still
1: on. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it at one point five speed, and there okay. were still <laughs> frequent pauses. But I, I sort of sympathize with that. I sure, mean,
2: but like the energy between the difference between oh. that and then Bethany's like bulldozer is like insane. Oh
1: yeah, if you listen to the Jill <laughs> and Bethany one, they are talking oh at each other. I can't even imagine. It, it's yeah, it's wild. There are no breaks in that. They're just <laughs> interrupting each other constantly. They're both talking so fast paced. Um, yeah. So this this was definitely a different speed and. Bethany, I, I mean, the 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 worst thing Bethany did was having someone on where she doesn't know the nuance of oh my God. the show. Howie Mandel 2.0. Yes, like the dynamics of Vanderpump Rules. She doesn't know wh- why this was so impactful. She did the exact same Howie did where he was like, why is this cheating scandal any big deal? Like she literally said those words.
2: Yeah, she boldly uh, announced that she's never watched the show and yeah. that she only watched the reunions to prepare for this interview. Right. Which are um, not
1: representative of Vanderpump Rules. Right. You can't get a sense of it from the three-part reunion for um, season 10.
2: Right. Um, she said multiple times, this kind of comes to play in the second episode, but that if Bethany said, if I was your mom, I would be in jail right now because of how people spoke to you, which, um, yeah, again, I said similar I didn't say I would go to jail if someone talked to Raquel that way if I were related to her but I did say at the time like Jesus Christ like this is crazy shit to be saying to someone you know like it yeah. was like it felt icky to me at the time yeah and I felt it was like kind of weird to celebrate the amount of hate yes. like it just felt outsized um which is why I feel like they should have waited to film the reunion later so that there could have been more discourse but um, if you had never watched the show, didn't understand why it was a big deal, and the first thing you're seeing is Ariana say, like, fuck yourself with a cheese grater, you're yeah. going to be like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I I, I I don't know. I'm sort of a, like words. Like, I just I, I understood where Ariana was coming from and how hurt she was. And yeah. she's just good with words. And she was saying the worst things. she well, could it think also of to someone that hurt her.
2: To- actually affect Raquel that much like in the specifically the second part of this podcast Bethany is so much more upset saying those words out loud than Raquel ever was yeah, b- or be-
1: yes right because Bethany has no context for it So right. those words out of context sound so much worse you have to know what led to this you have to look like, we I agree that we were watching people that are just Pouring pure hatred on a human while we were watching it, but I, you have to understand that how hurt Ariana was for it to make sense. Sure, calling someone subhuman because they cheated on your partner of nine years makes sense. Right, subhuman? That's not that. I mean, I would take you take it in stride. Yeah, a, a little bit. But Bethany, out of context, made it sound like these words are representative of the evil that can take place <laughs> in the workplace. Right,
2: and also usually. Um... Well, first of all, um, yeah, it it felt like it struck a chord with Bethany personally. Like, I was like, someone said really fucked up shit to you at some point. Is and it, like, it felt very personal. Like, I don't know, like childhood or something. Like, it felt like she was very upset about it in a way that was...
1: Felt. Uh, I think she keeps triggered. thinking about her daughter. And right. She kept making that point. I'm like, like Raquel's like 30. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I think. I think. Uh. <laughs> Bethany asked her how old she was, and she goes 28, and she goes, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> she
2: kept being like, Andy Cohen is a father. Lisa Vanderpump is a mother. And I'm like, and Raquel is in her late 20s. Yeah. And also, it's just because she's dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that it, well, you feel bad for
1: her. <laughs> I, I think so, but also Andy and Lisa did not. Andy and Lisa were restrained. They didn't Ra- berate Raquel. No. They 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 both even they they reserve their judgment. Andy reserves his judgment. I mean, Bethany he lets
2: thought he should have stopped production based on
1: what. Stop everything! <laughs> Did you hear what Ariana said? Did she you called her stop that. <laughs> Ariana, I <laughs> warned you. Do not call her subhuman one more time. The
2: thing is, usually it would be more of like the mo- the most cutting example I can think of. Outside of that, is like the phaedra's takedown on kenya Uh about her sperm donor needing ten dollars to buy a pizza Uh do you remember that not really it's in a (laughs) reunion i'll play you the clip sometime it's one of the best worded shade moments in history um because she kenya's going after apollo i think and phaedra just goes While I'm here with my family, you're over there at a sperm bank trying to, like, find... You're not going to know if your baby daddy was in jail or needed $10 for a medium pizza. So, he... Like, it's, like, so fucking funny. But it's, like, that's to Kenya, who's, like, also a devil. Right. So, you're like, whoa, that was savage. But if you say that kind of thing to someone that has no power, yeah, it's even more sad because it's not head-to-head. Right. You know what I mean? Right.
1: So, so... You, you have to understand the dynamics of these scenarios in order to have cast aspersions or have sympathy for the person saying it. So Bethany right. not knowing any of the context, I think just kind of negates her, her right. viewpoint on the situation. No, she
2: was like so ill-prepared. Yes. She was like reading the ratings information on the show yeah, out loud. Like, I didn't
1: like that part. I didn't like how floored she was by the ratings. It's like... <laughs> you didn't even know (laughs) the impact of the show like no
2: she kept being like oh wow and then she was like oh and it says 2.2 million in demo oh wow wow yeah and she's like for context you guys the demo that's like the best that's what you want like this is huge and then she'd read a little more detail and she'd be like wow okay wow and I'm like, hello, we're all sitting here listening. Well, you're having this revelation about the ratings that we I'm all like, know about. You couldn't have read your dossier before the interview. Like, you have people sitting here listening, and Raquel's just sitting there like, uh-huh. And then she was asking Raquel about the ratings and, like, the advertisers and shit. And, and I'm like, why do you think she fucking knows that?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I'm i a little, I guess, I'm conflicted because part two um, – made me think deeply about things. So part one was a little silly and they were just getting into it. Overview. And I was like, Overview. And I was like, Bethany doesn't even know why she's doing this. This is a narrative. This is, she's having Rachel, Raquel on to fulfill the reality reckoning narrative. This right. is the person who had the worst misfortune happen because of her own actions on the sure. show. Um, and this fits into Bethany's narrative. Yeah. The second part, I, I'm just going to be honest. I think there is there's some uh illegal uh, you know allegations that were made that uh-huh. I want to really tiptoe around you know okay. because and so we have you mean the tape say, huh the tape Every, all of it i mean uh-huh. there there are three there are three illegal actions i feel like that she alleged in part 2 uh-huh. and i do uh, you know i don't believe that uh I'm just going to call her Rachel Levis now because yeah. I feel like she she made that switch and I don't want to call her something that she doesn't want to be called. <laughs> Rachel Levis, I, I don't find her completely unreliable as uh-huh. a person. I don't think she's lying yeah. uh, 100% of the time, whether she has a different viewpoint or whether she misremembers something, but I don't think she's a full-blown liar. I don't mm. know. Do you, do you get the sense that she's...
2: No. I mean, I think she was lying for a long time, but it a, seems like at this point, because... Throughout it, I was like, Oh, you really are not trying to maintain those relationships anymore, including yes. with Tom. Right. Like, I'm like, he's fucked now.
1: Yeah. Well, do you think he is?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, just she let it loose of accusing him of something bad.
1: Yeah. So then then I'm like, okay, if Scandaval hadn't happened, just if we if you are Bethany and you don't really understand the full uh you know, what happened with Scandaval, like and you're just taking this at face value of what Raquel is saying. Yeah. God, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> it does sound horrific. The ordeal that she went through for a cheating yeah. scandal. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm being a little bit of devil's advocate and, and like if what she alleged about Sheena is true, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to say it, but if she-
2: I mean, I'll say it. I, I, we really don't think that sheena punched her like come on she, <laughs> Wait,
1: but that's a that's a legal that's a like a, that's a legal yeah they
2: issue. went to court about it right and she botched the uh restraining order but honestly i but understand she was... why sheena doesn't want to say that she did but i think that she did
1: <laughs> okay all right well good you're braver than i am so <laughs> that's i mean
2: that's not that big of a deal like i mean that's bad we don't T- like violence is never the answer etc but yeah. it's not surprising
1: yeah um, in the
2: grand scheme of things to find out shocking information at the least she admitted to shoving her yeah so to translate that into a fist or whatever the left with the scar okay whatever
1: yeah i yeah. believe it uh, okay yeah i am i and, allegedly that allegedly that happened
2: and the thing that you remember about why that reunion was so insane was it truly was mob mentality yes so they all decided to agree that sheena didn't do that that she never said that she did no one ever heard that she did whatever
1: that's not good though
2: no but it was total mob mentality like even like if lisa did try and say like, all right, let's like chill a little bit. They'd be like, Lisa, you're disgusting. Stop saying that. Lala
1: basically got to the, got to that point where she was like, I don't care about your opinion. It was insane. It it was. So they were all fired up. So, (laughs) so now, so what I'm saying is that like, this does make me look at Scandaval. Like, uh, uh, Raquel, I don't want to say victim, but Raquel telling her side of the story did exactly what Bethany wanted when she had, rachel on it yeah. to shed light on facts that we have not seen that i sort of forgot about i sort of let that allegation that she got punched sort of go by the wayside because it was like we weren't even allowed to talk about it because we yeah we love sheena and we uh-huh. don't want anything bad to happen to sheena and and so and i don't you know i'm not even going to say i'm just going to say allegedly she punched her all yeah, of these yeah. these claims are um uh, you know alleged but then we get into Tom Sandoval secretly recording her intimate FaceTime while yeah. she's in a hotel room. We
2: didn't know that, right?
1: No. It, yeah. it, the fact that it was it was that night she was yeah. at Watch what happens live. She went back to her hotel room. She was she was she still, did the
2: adult movie channel.
1: She was watching a porno in <laughs> which her, which is
2: honestly bold on a work trip because that's going to be on the bill, honey.
1: I, she was like, <laughs> "Fuck it." She was like, "This is awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna masturbate." And she's and, like,
2: "I'm gonna drink a uh, eight dollar water, eat a Toblerone, yes, and
1: jerk it, yes, and totally jerk <laughs> it and call uh, my uh, boyfriend or whatever the person that I'm cheating. You know, whatever." She said
2: we FaceTime a lot, yes, so it wasn't you know uncommon, but yeah, he just, like, went in and did the screen recording. It was, like, three, two, one, sound, microphone on.
1: (laughs) Do you – so, you also, like, you believe uh, Sheena socked her in the face. You believe that Tom Sandoval did not get her consent when he recorded that intimate FaceTime.
2: I mean, yeah, that was surprising because I always – the story before was always that it was like a text or something like, or maybe I think it was that it was a FaceTime, but it was a mutual. I,
1: I, I for sure, I didn't think about the illegality, the logistics, the logistics of secretly recording something. But I think in this instance, we should believe Rachel that she would not have consented to. Well,
2: she said, it's not anything I would want my grandma to see. Grandma buttons. She goes, it's
1: not grandma buttons. (laughs) It's not It would so- co-
2: push grandma's buttons. <laughs> For sure.
1: So um I I choose to believe her about that yeah. uh, fact. And if that's true, that is Ugh.
2: major like awful ick that she said that when she brought it up, he goes, I just wanted to record it to show you later how beautiful
1: you are. Uh- imagine getting that text back to yourself and being showed you be- masturbating. You are
2: beautiful, winky.
1: You hear the porno sounds from your hotel room in the, in the background and you're like, yeah, okay, thank you. I don't ever want to see this again. I
2: feel good now.
1: So I think that is awful and I think we want to believe the worst about Tom Sandoval. So that's why that allegation is easier to accept. And then I have to believe if I'm continuing this train of thought, that she brought it up on camera thinking that everything is above board and that you can talk about anything on reality (laughs) television and that this is perfectly excusable to bring up. She said on camera, why did you record that video without my consent? Yeah. And he said that excuse because I wanted you to see how beautiful (laughs) you are looking when you're masturbating in your hotel room. (laughs) And then when they were off camera, he said, why would you ever say that? That makes me look horrible. Yeah. And that. We heard from TMZ mm-hmm. that he refused to film and that a scene needed to be refilmed or he was going to quit right. filming. So now that allegation
2: makes perfect sense. Right, because we were always like, he didn't like how that scene went. And I was like, because it was awkward. Because
1: they kissed. Yeah. Because she referenced what his parents thought. Like, because you watch the yeah. scene, it is the most awkward thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. But this makes so much more sense. He's totally. been in a million scenes where he's looked bad before. Right. That is a bridge too far. He probably told producers you know, which this is legitimate on his part. He said, if that comes out, it's illegal. Yeah. And I will not have an illegal action that I did. I mean, I'm <laughs> saying he did it be, you know, in this episode yeah. and they, in order to keep filming with him for right. the rest of the episode to have the Scandal episode, they took that out. Yeah. And that piece missing, I think is very crucial. Yeah. from Rachel's story. And so people are, are using Bethany as the scapegoat of like compensation and yeah. you're, you're, you have so many ads on your podcast and all this, this is part of the reality reckoning you're using her. But really, if I hadn't known this, I have a, a Scandal timeline in my head <laughs> and these pieces when added to it really affect my overall impression.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, that. That is crazy, and then the fact that the Ariana even texting that video back to Rachel or potentially Alleg- to anyone else allegedly because we don't know. Yes, but like that is like distribution of like it falls it into like revenge porn laws.
1: Yes, and anyone, you, you, there's two, there's two sides always to think about this. There's the yeah. legal brain and and in the context yeah, of course of the show. you're not
2: going to be like hmm, like yes before I send this rage yes. text from my boyfriend's phone to his yes. mistress, should I think about what laws this uh, abuses considering it was like on his phone? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, right. And if this wasn't I'm a television I'm not blaming sh- her. I'm just saying.
1: Me me, me too. If, if this wasn't on a television show and if the, this wasn't going to come into play for a huge cheating scandal, we wouldn't have even, that detail wouldn't even be disputed. It'd be like, yeah, I sent it to her because I said, look what the fuck I found on your phone. Yeah. It's, it's justifiable personally. Yeah. Out of the context of production. Totally.
2: I feel like her sending it to Rachel is one thing because it's content of herself. So it feels like almost that's moot because it's like the content is of herself. Yes. Um, but if she distributed it to friends, etc., that would maybe be bad. Yes. And, <laughs> and,
1: and, and uh, Rachel alleges that people have that there are instances where people have talked about what was in the video, which makes her leads her to believe that other people have seen that. Yeah. That's a huge accusation. I'm not verifying that, but it all still stems from Tom Sandoval secretly recording it because then, you know, obviously Ariana would have never seen it. No one, it would have been sent anywhere. Like he, he is the reason for why there is this, this, you know, horrible video out there in the world. And, I, I mean, could Tom Sandoval look any worse?
2: <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, part of the conversation that I... So, Bethany brought up the Bethany clause, of course. Oh,
1: I was going to ask, right? <laughs> Sorry. Do you so, like how she... she <laughs> about Schwartz and Sandies? Yeah.
2: Which she kept asking Rachel to confirm whether or not Bravo gets a cut from either Tom Tom or Schwartz and Sandys, which she seemed to not have the info on, which... Do you think that I never thought that that was the case. Yeah,
1: I, I think they do. Because What they, percent do you think? Ten percent. That I mean, much? I, I would love to know what well okay. I mean your business is being portrayed or, or you know, it is 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 like you're advertising your business to millions of people that it would sure. that it would never see it. I think they should get a significant cut of what you do if you're promoting it on the show. Mm-hmm. I think the Bethany clause makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. If Vicky's going to show up wearing a <laughs> Trace Amiga's cocktail hour shirt and she's advertising something that was created on the show and she's promoting every single episode, I think it makes sense that Bravo takes a cut. Uh-huh. I thought I thought it was interesting that Bethany is is alluding to her thinking that Tom Sandoval mm-hmm. might potentially have started scandoval yeah. to promote schwartz and sandy's right. and she didn't believe that the phone actually fell out of uh, uh-huh. his pocket and that ariana like, she was to... like you believe that yeah <laughs> she,
2: she was like that's that this might have been what a... i've been told right um but then the most bullshit thing to me was that um which sounds like a sandoval lie slash jack's territory if i've ever heard one that rachel said that he told her that in his negotiations for the new season that they uh, they offered him a producer role um can you see any fucking world in which it's no one else's name except lisa vanderpump and like andy cohen and then it's like tom sandoval
1: (laughs) It says executive producer, <laughs> Ken Todd, Lisa Vanderpump, Andy Cohen, and then it says on a single card, and producer, <laughs> and featuring Tom Sandoval. Introducing. You, you know, introducing Tom Sandoval as a producer on Vanderpump Rules. And for the first time, crediting Tom Sandoval as a producer on Vanderpump Rules. And
2: Bethany was like, wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. And I was like, that is not fucking true.
1: Uh, okay. That's that's a good point, and I'm glad to hear pushback on that because I was very worried that that could potentially be true. That would be
2: fucking insane. I feel like the cast would mutiny if that was true.
1: Yes, Ariana specifically. There's would. no way. You-
2: Lala, Ariana, and like anyone else would be like. Fuck what if, you. What
1: if he leveraged what if he what if he leveraged um him coming back to the show and said that I am so integral that the show would have been cancelled without me after season ten and I am no longer gonna do the show unless you give me what I've earned from being on here ten years and what I did to make this the most popular show of all time. Ugh. Popular show in Bravo history. Do you really
2: think he would walk away without it though? He has nothing else. He needs the money so bad. He
1: had well I, okay. I will accept that there is doubt there, but I can still believe a world where Tom Sandoval alluded to that being the case to Raquel. For to sure. I believe better.
2: that he told her that and I believe that Good. she okay. believed it. Okay. But I don't think that the producers actually ever entertained yeah. that idea. Also,
1: I don't think that I was thinking like maybe they could just not give him a producer credit, but technically consider him a producer on the show. But I don't think you can legally <laughs> do that. You have to give him. A, it a would credit. just be
2: insane. Like, no.
1: I don't <laughs> know. I don't know, though. Like, the the idea that that they would be filming together and be smiling and that Tom Sandoval would be on these trips and that, like, seemingly there's goodwill between him and James Kennedy. I, we don't know the specifics, but I would have never thought this could happen. I would have never thought this could happen. I would have never thought that Tom Sandoval would have had the power to demand a cut from an episode. Yeah. about You know, like, I wouldn't have thought that he had the power to just walk out and say, if you do not include... If you include this detail about me secretly recording that FaceTime, I will not be a part of it. So he does have leverage.
2: Totally. I mean, I feel like that exact period of time, like that week that was filming in real time they really were desperate yes you know what i mean oh oh, yes so if he was like i'm gonna leave they'd be like fuck 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 like this is the gold like this is the pure juice right here so like we need to cooperate with him in this very small time window yes whereas like planning for the new season you have some leeway some runtime some planning whereas that week it was like cameras up go 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 like we have him here raquel's here if he's gonna you know what i mean like
1: yeah so Okay, I I take that point, and I'm I'm sort of glad to know that you don't think that's the case because I was like, I I'd be bummed,
2: gag me with a spoon if we watch the new season and it says producer and, and Tom Sandoval f- and
1: now featuring Tom Sandoval as a producer, <laughs> that
2: would just be fucking shocking.
1: Yeah, I think people would rebel, but um, okay, all right, um, but there is well, there is just something to say about the like the power dynamic here in terms of how Tom Sandoval, because he agreed to come back and film, he is able to have the opportunity to get back in everyone's good graces where, you know, Rachel, because she didn't want to be filmed and potentially make things worse. She no, she no longer is even considered in this entire thing. And Tom Sandoval potentially is going to be forgiven by all the (laughs) cast members, except Ariana and Katie potentially. I, I, so I do think it's just, Ultimately, I guess it was good to hear Rachel's side of this for me just because Tom Sandoval is probably – going to gain favor in some way because that's just his mo and like there will be a world like you always said where it's like we might just look at this in hindsight and be like damn that tom (laughs) sandoval i don't know how the hell you did it buddy and then rachel potentially is gonna be left to the fucking wayside no one will ever forgive her people will be like you fucked up bitch (laughs) yeah never you're never on the show again and now we love tom sandoval again like that's so sad
2: yeah and that is what yeah they were talking about how um you know she almost did go back to the show she said because you know they they make it that you want to tell your story and have a voice and you get addicted to being included and yes, all of that said too. yeah which i believe i think that's true for all housewives where you get major fomo once you're off the wagon because and,
1: yeah and that could be con- construed as exploitative but it could also be construed as the truth it is true that Rachel if given the opportunity could, I, I'm not saying she could have like, but she has the opportunity to sway the narrative. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause they've all done it in the past. yeah. So it is true that she could have done that, but I think we both feel, or I feel personally that Rachel might not have had the <laughs> gift of, no. you know, the, the the charisma on camera to get people <laughs> back on her side. Well, that's
2: the funny part is that she was saying, um, you know, they were talking about how it's incentivized to create drama and you get paid based on your performance and that she was saying that, this, on season 10, she came to slay because she wanted her next season pay to reflect what a good job she did on season 10. And I'm like, yeah, we could tell. Like, we, everyone was very confused about why you were acting that way because it was very weird.
1: Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> she, she felt very lost uh, throughout season 10. That's why I don't think it would be good for her to go back on. But we do lose a huge piece of the Scandal puzzle with her not being there. And,
2: right. And it's like, what is she going to do? Like, is she just going to get a regular job and, like, disappear forever?
1: Yeah. I mean, she said something which I thought was, like, sort of naive, but a little bit sad, which is when she was like, I thought reality TV was supposed to be fun. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've seen some horrible stuff on Vanderpump Rules, yeah. right?
2: Well, that's the thing with the whole Bethany or whatever. Like, I'm like, first of all, it is certainly biting the hand that fed her Yes, $100 million.
1: Fed like... Her. She was stuffed. She... <laughs> she left no crumbs <laughs> she ate and left no crumbs bethany benefited she's like so- templeton yes okay Who's that?
2: the rat from uh charlotte's web oh smorgasbord does,
1: does he eat a lot a lot <laughs> so that's probably bethany yeah um
2: and i'm like Okay, so now that you've profited off of the system and the doors close behind you, like the titanic gates, there's no opportunity left, uh, now you're deciding that it's an exploitative uh, arrangement. Um, But it's like, uh, you know, if you're smart, like you should know what you're walking into at this point in 2023. Like we understand that Raquel is perhaps not the most shrewd uh, figure. Uh Um, I think, sure. The rest of the cast is being exploited. Ariana um, is profiting hugely off of being publicly humiliated, basically. Yes. But she's being like, okay, but that gives me a platform to make hella cash and that's worth it to me. And that's what they're all doing. And they also want attention and to be on TV and have social media following whatever. And it's like, you just have to know what the deal is. I'm not saying it's good. Whatever is reality TV ethical? Like I know there's a lot of fucked up shit, and like I think there are some shows that are so much worse than Bravo. Like yeah. go into the TLC oh. world and like shit like that. Oh yeah, it's like so oh, much worse. Fiance. Oh my god, because they're like normal people. Oh. Well, not normal, but
1: yeah. like yes.
2: not like. Oh no. Oh. oh. Hollywood minded people. Oh, there's so
1: much more awful reality television. Because I'm
2: like Bravo people. I'm like they live in LA. Or New York or whatever, they know exactly what they're doing. They have an agent. Like, they're trying to get deals. Like, they're willing to make those sacrifices. Yes. So using like Vanderpump Rules is like a bad example because I'm like, they wanted to be actors. They are here for a reason. Yes. So it's kind of like I get it. And again, I'm like everyone unionized for everything. Whatever, sure. But I'm just saying like Raquel is the one like runt example of like someone that fell behind who didn't understand the arrangement. <laughs>
1: yeah, I agree with that completely. <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's, that's very true. And then I want to ask you, because Bethany's ultimate um, viewpoint throughout this entire thing is that Bravo is a toxic workplace because if you're being demeaned at work and someone's <laughs> bullying you, you can't go to HR or, or talk to your boss, Andy Cohen, in this example, right. and say, please stop. Which, so, I I wanted to ask you, like, should Bravo and the reality television landscape, like, while they're filming, be considered a workplace? Because I'm trying to think of a lesser example. Like, I was thinking of, like, when Brandy slapped Lisa. <laughs> if Lisa, Lisa did get Brandy fired, yeah. you know, from that, potentially. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not sure if it could ever work where, if everyone was using, like, I guess reaching out to HR for workplace issues, (laughs) almost all of reality television is, is having conflict with your coworkers, especially at a reunion. I mean, that's, that's, that's I mean,
2: they they draw the line at violence at least.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I agree. But like, okay. So, but if we agree with, you know, the residuals aspect, we agree with unionizing. Do we agree that, Bravo, while they're filming, it should be treated like these are your co-workers and if something bad happens while you're filming, you report it to HR and it gets handled like that? Or is it reality television? We are filming these people almost like a documentary and yeah. there's a certain hands-off approach we take to interpersonal conflict unless it gets to violence.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's basically at the producer's discretion of... You know, yeah, like on camera is one thing because it's just like, well, like we're here. It's showtime. You know what I mean? But I'm sure that there's stuff that goes on behind closed doors that actually does need to be reckoned with as far as the dynamics of people saying, I refuse to film with her or, you know, them like texting on the side about like if there's someone being like bullied off camera about filming or whatever, yeah. like I think there probably are a lot of dynamics like that, that are dealt with in a more straightforward fashion. Yes. But Bethany was talking about like at the reunion. right? And it's like, I mean, sure. Like Andy could have been like, all right, you know, he, which he does. He, he kind of did. He does.
1: He, you he, know. he, he does. He legitimately, I didn't see any personal bias from Andy towards Rachel, no. except when he gets, you know, he has a comment that he wants to make, but it's always within reason, and he does stop bullying. You know, yeah. he tries to keep them calm. He 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 told Lala and James to stop it a hundred times. Yeah, um, and totally. I think you know you could make the case. I think if you were trying to like unionize and create, make this more of like, uh, you know, an actual workplace that they shouldn't be allowed to be drunk on camera. Yeah, like that is potentially. <laughs> Don't sh- do it. Huh?
2: I don't want that.
1: I know. But I'm saying if you take this <laughs> to its logical end of what Bethany wants, yeah. you could almost say absolutely no alcohol. It leads to the most destructive sure. behavior on set. So it's a, it's sort of a it, – it's like if you want Bethany to succeed, to what point does it ruin Bravo?
2: It like immediately ruins it. <laughs> 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 I'm right. like let's stick to the residuals, right? <laughs>
1: right, but it's like but that, it, it is very really? – that is very – self-serving of us to want our content I'm
2: not in charge of the way things work I just watch it
1: that's a fair point that's great that's great so I guess a little bit of the reaction to Bethany they're my
2: sweet little lab rats okay
1: yes so a little bit of this reaction to Bethany is don't bite the hand that feeds you but also it's don't ruin don't fuck with my programming don't fuck with my programming even though potentially it is unethical yes
2: sure but that's what people that hate reality TV have been saying forever
1: yeah, but I've been, uh, yes, but I've been a participant participant in it and I, you know, watching it and talking about it and like I don't want it to be, I don't want it to cause mental distress to someone. Sure. That's why I think uh, Rachel was just at the level of to where I don't think she should have been made a full-time cast member. Someone yeah. should have made the decision that I'm not 100% sure Rachel is, whatever you want to say, is, uh, is, cognitively up to tap. Ta- yeah say it in the best way possible because i think she could get really affected by this
2: yeah which we've been saying like she shouldn't come back despite entertainment value yes because she can't handle it yeah like some people can't handle it and like that is usually evident pretty quickly when someone joins a show you're like oh they're not a uh, not ready for prime time
1: exactly right
2: so <laughs> um oh, yeah what else okay so A very diabolical uh, accusation which I was like Rachel actually this is maybe your best uh, moment yet. She said they brought up that um, Kristen started saying things about um, uh, James being abusive in the past. And claimed that the show cut footage of him being physically abusive. Um, And Rachel says that interesting that the second she started saying those things online they gave her a spin-off and she claims in her eyes that that was a way to silence her from basically ruining vanderpump rules because everyone loves james yes. so they were like we'll pacify her with a little show over here on a peacock or whatever <laughs> called, and called
1: Jax's sports bar yeah, and friends
2: and we're like shut the fuck up we'll give you a show okay yeah and she was like all right yeah <laughs> Well, so so,
1: her and Bethany both have the most like nefarious view on everything.
2: Bethany was like bordering on like QAnon. She yeah. was like, what did she call it? The uh, she was like, it's the uh, what the realm. They must protect the, the realm.
1: The upside down, right? Reality and,
2: and she, TV is the upside down. Uh, yeah. She kept calling it the realm. She
1: did. <laughs> I don't remember calling it the realm. Wow. That's yeah. <laughs>
2: Protect the realm.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I was
2: like, "What the fuck are you talking about?"
1: Well, but but I think even if you don't take that physical um, abuse allegation, I mean, I don't even want to get into it because it's awful.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, but uh, again, I. Rachel said, she goes, I have seen him be a violent person. And Bethany, the worst journalist in history, didn't say, was he violent with you? Which, like, was always sort of a whisper about the nose being knocked.
1: Yeah. Well, to give more credence to what they're saying, we all heard at the reunion that James smacked the ass of someone working in Atlantic city and got him and Schwartz and Sandoval fired from a gig. Uh And that was talked about for one second and then has never been talked about since. And I don't know right now, James has all the clout in the world and all the love in the world. I don't know how an allegation like that just, just got washed away. And it's true that Kristen was alluding to I don't know if she said physical abuse, but she said there is something that is gonna that he's going to reckon with yeah. that um is gonna cause people to see him in a new light. And I don't know if Kristen said I'm going to officially say this and then got prevented from saying it. I don't think Kristen was ever gonna fully say it. I right. think she just stands by the fact that she hates James. Yeah. And there's something she knows about his past that she hates and would make everyone hate him if it was if it was found out to be true. Right. And yeah now talk
2: about ethics like if that's true and she's holding on to the secret detail that she knows that production knows and she's still willing to do business with those people it's kind of interesting Kristen, like she's still in bravo's pocket
1: well the the devil's advocate in that scenario is that they watched her punch james in the face Sure. And so he, she physically abused James. Yeah. So if there was violence in their relationship, but they cut his, but they kept hers because it's more... I'd be justi- pissed then. You would?
2: I'd be like, yeah, show him doing it back <laughs> so that I feel justified in me being abusive on camera.
1: Kristen. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were speaking as you. <laughs> um, well, no. You know what I
2: mean? Like we, that we, paints her more to be a monster. Yes. If they only show so her it's being like, abusive. So it's like
1: Kristen is literally taking a bullet for Bravo right now. Totally.
2: That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's crazy that she's down to do that.
1: There's <laughs> a lot of things that would be very affected by that coming out. Yeah. And also, I, the reason why I didn't think that Kristen was... Um, alleging physical abuse was because i didn't think any of the other cast members would ever be friendly with james if that was the case if (laughs) they knew that that he had hit Kristen at some point in their relationship i just felt like no one would ever have forgiven james but with this dynamic that's
2: the fucking crazy thing about this whole show and that what's been going on this whole time is how fickle it all is of like katie hated james more than anyone's ever hated anyone ever like she basically borderline wouldn't film with him like hated him and now it's like a whole new world i just don't understand what's ever going on yes and like there was that footage of them all at sir this week for that maui fundraiser and they were all there obviously they were filming so yeah whenever they're filming it's kind of like with a grain of salt but right literally sandoval enters the restaurant directly behind Ariana. Yeah. Like they're like six inches apart.
1: Yes. Um which is it's with no without without seeing what they've been filming, it's just way too jarring to even accept. And it it's makes crazy it, it affects my enjoyment of the show. Like I <laughs> yeah. don't I don't wanna know what's like, going on. Do you think they're or-
2: just like Do you think they're just like bullshitting us like nothing matters. They just like get put into these in artificial environments and it's just like it's like a the Coliseum in Rome, and they just put all seven of them in and just see what happens. Yeah, like
1: we invited Tom Sandoval to his birthday. You're never going to know when he's going to come and he's <laughs> going to show up. Lala, I think, said on her podcast that she was getting so much hate for hugging. I don't uh-huh. know if you saw that video at the beach where she like, yeah. starts to hug Tom Sandoval. And she goes, you guys don't know what you're talking about. That was the most awkward hug of my life. Like we are not doing well or something. Uh-huh. So maybe... Out of con- Even though I've also seen James Kennedy and him laughing at the table, maybe yeah. there is extra context to all of these scenes that right. they have to film. They have to be in the same room. If Tom Sandoval comes up to you and says something potentially funny, even if you hate him, and they catch the one moment <laughs> where they're both going, you know, <laughs> smiling, from, ha, ha,
2: ha, LOL.
1: Yes. Then, okay. <laughs> Out of context, it looks bad to us, but maybe once we see it, it'll, it'll yeah. appear. I uh, mean,
2: whatever. I love it. Not that I love Sandoval, and now he's even worse than we thought, but... I just everyone was so firm in their beliefs of during Scandaval of like you're dead it's over like yes it's you know you'll never see him again and I was like fucking wait 10 minutes well there was also people would
1: be like fire him (laughs) I know what are you talking about they're like something
2: about her the series
1: (laughs) Um, right right
2: also I will say um the one kind of nasty thing that Rachel I felt fairly sympathetic to her throughout. But um, when she started to say that um, uh, Sandoval and Ariana's relationship was one of uh, business and convenience, I was kind of like, mm, you don't need to be the one to say that.
1: Yeah. It, you, you still.
2: <laughs> I'm s- like, you know, he was lying to you, right? Yes, like, come on. Yes.
1: Yeah. Consider your source. And also still, even though you want retribution, still think about what you did. She has not really let this be the outlet to fully Explain the situation and how awful she still feels because she's so trying to justify her actions. I wish there was a little more accountability in this interview series, but she you know that's I guess not that's not what Bethany even wants to hear. She right? Because
2: to- yeah, she Bethany was kind of like um you don't have to explain. Yeah, she was like it's not a big deal. Like that's yeah. not what I'm worried about. Right? Like she was like they kept saying she was like I wasn't even friends with Ariana. We were acquaintances like she was like we were friendly she was really nice to me but we weren't friends we never got lunch together alone ever um which i'm like i'm sure she'd be infuriated to hear you say that and then she was also like and Sheena kept being like i was the sister she never had i i gave her a home and um rachel was like well i paid rent and i watched your cat which is actually rang true to me of like I can totally imagine Sheena being like, I gave you a place to live. But she was like, it's 2000 a month. Thank you. Yeah, totally. yeah. No <laughs> And not. then also Rachel was like, I watched her cat who was pumped with mercury for a treatment. And I know a lot about cats and uh, cat health. And I don't think that's a thing. Okay. Um, I think if a cat gets mercury poisoning, they will need treatment. Um, but she was claiming that her cat as a treatment was pumped full of oh. uh, mercury, which I think would make them dead.
1: So, so that's one of those things where maybe she just doesn't have, act. you know, she's not processing the information correctly. And that could be potentially a lie that she would say. Yeah. So I he think could have had too much mercury.
2: Either had mercury poisoning from something or my guess is because i had two cats that had to get radioactive iodine treatment for hyperthyroidism which is um you're not allowed to they have to be in quarantine chernobyl style for two weeks and then when they do get home you're not allowed to snuggle with them for two more weeks after that and you have to put their litter in a bin because their waste is still radioactive
1: so that's for sure what uh <laughs> rachel was dealing was like with. that's what
2: it had to be right
1: so she was at Sheena's home with radioactive, radioactive cat. cats.
2: Just glowing.
1: Uh, so Sheena, I think it is time to uh, make this good. This is the re- reckoning. Yeah. Rachel reckoning, radioactive cat edition.
2: She's like, can you go, can you pay me um, 2500 a month to live with my toxic yeah. cat? Rachel
1: comes in with a hazmat suit completely.
2: She's like in... Well, I was about to make it dark in Chernobyl, the like charred man in the bed, like that his wife is like, I have to hug you anyway.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Chernobyl was so wild. I haven't watched oh, that since it's it came so out. so good. Yeah. Ugh, I love it. Yeah, that was
2: good. Um, so yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Anything else? Um,
1: I mean, I, I, we're both, I, I feel like the the general consensus is that this is so like, awful and horrible of Bethany and that we hate <laughs> Rachel still. And she's such a, you know, idiot and she can't articulate herself, but I, I don't know. I mean, this is more she did a, pretty well. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. This is more illuminating to me and really making me reconsider a lot of, uh, you know, the thoughts I had about mm-hmm. Scandival overall. I don't think, I, I, I think this was warranted this interview.
2: Yeah. I just, um, Bethany is just so high and mighty that, yes. It's fucking annoying to me. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it is the kind of thing where she did seem emotionally moved uh, by rachel's plight she got emotional multiple times she also forced her therapist to watch the reunion which i was like i want to make my therapist watch the vanderpump reunion and look talk at what about i watch. <laughs> can you watch this and tell me what's wrong with me for loving this um yeah
1: and then the therapist out of context said she was subjected <laughs> to emotional abuse yeah I, I, and uh
2: bethany then read the like webster definition of abuse yes um which i'm like okay well
1: yeah So the the bits of the interview that try to reinforce Bethany's narrative land like a thud. But the parts where Rachel is just telling her story, um, to me, they're semi-convincing and need to be taken into account. But Bethany overall is trying to wedge this into the reality reckoning uh, narrative, which maybe it doesn't fully fit.
2: Right. That's the thing is like Rachel has one point of view and a lot of her point of view is based off of information given to her by someone who was lying to her. Yes. So (laughs) she needs someone on the other side who has all the facts that can like enlighten her. Yeah. Whereas Bethany is just taking everything at face value and doesn't have any additional information to compare with the other information. And she wants it all to fit into what she's saying. So ultimately it's kind of like, there's no, (laughs) there's no meeting of the minds really, because you're like, you each are in your own version. Yes. um, So it was annoying because you're like, no, that's not what happened or like ask this additional question or yeah. whatever. So like when Bethany was like, yes, yeah, so, like you weren't even friends with Ariana. Right. And I would have been like, what about this? What about this? What about this? Like, exactly. you know what I mean? I mean? Yeah.
1: She cannot offer any pushback. Um, I have something I want to ask you. Okay. If so, since we can say that Bethany was not the best interviewer for this she's not the best outlet for you know Rachel yeah um because there's no pushback you know would you be okay if I invited Rachel Levis to sit here on the couch with us and would you want to interview her yeah okay
2: do you think she could be my new cat sitter
1: are they radioactive
2: (laughs) not anymore well
1: then I think it'd be a complete (laughs) step up from the Sheena sitting that she did
2: I wonder if it was Salem doesn't she have two cats
1: sheena yeah i don't know you you're the pet uh (laughs) you have the pet mind when you watch i never think about their pets but let's check on that
2: that detail really stuck out to me i was like that's interesting yeah that was very interesting (laughs) also bethany well maybe it'll be in part three but she claimed they were going to get around to talking about the dog which i can't wait for that part
1: oh i'm so excited that's what i want to hear oh i'm so excited to hear bethany's gonna be
2: like uh, it's a three-dog night. Uh, Bow-wow-wow. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the dog is out of the cage and on the loose. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I Yeah, I didn't even think of her teasing that. That is going to be extremely interesting to hear Rachel's side of that whole thing because that story, talk about talk about not having all the pieces of whatever that oh story God, was. I'm dying to hear that. Me too.
2: I wrote down at one point um, the part when Bethany was like hollering and hooting about the ratings, and she just kept being, wow-wow. She goes... And then Raquel was saying, and obviously everyone then went back and watched old seasons. And I don't profit off of people watching the old seasons that I was on or whatever. And Bethany was like, all boats rise with the tide. Wow. Um, I need to take a breath. I'm jacked up. I got to jack down. I was like, oh my God, what? Is wrong with the you? The feeling
1: when you look at the ratings, she was like <laughs> she like her
2: blood pressure like skyrocketed. I don't and know I was like,
1: why. I don't know why that was such a revelation to her. That, that <laughs> That's the whole point. You had no idea that the impact. That's of the why show... you
2: had this random person on your show. Yeah,
1: I'll say yeah. Those those moments did not you know help Bethany in any way. But um, <laughs> all right, well we want should we put a pin in this conversation and return to it next time we talk because we'll have sure we'll have the part
2: three and potentially more. I do think the next one will be like 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. It'll be like, goodbye. Well, thanks so much for coming on Rachel. I hope you have a wonderful day. What happened with the dog?
2: It was literally like Rachel being like, and so I was adopted and I think I'm a miracle. And it was like, I was like, excuse me. Like, hello.
1: Yeah. I was skipping through the ads so fast that I barely noticed what they were. Um, Well, yeah, we'll probably talk about just to, I mean, I'm going to toot the Patreon horn because I have to. You and I are not going to have the willpower to save our conversation for next week on Turtle Time about part three. We're most likely going to talk about that on Patreon. True. Sorry to plug it, you know, sorry to not give you the full experience, but we cannot, unless, you know, more stuff could (laughs) come to light or whatever. But I know for a fact, we will probably be talking about part three on Patreon. Just so you know, you don't have to buy it.
2: No, but you should because it's a great value. Um, But we also... I said that Bethany followed you on TikTok, but we didn't um, say that she commented on... Was it a Turtle Time video? Yeah.
1: Maybe let's just make this episode fully about the (laughs) the interview. I mean, really, was Atlanta and... Ronny, I mean, okay, we'll we'll talk about them, but
2: we're only at an hour twenty. That's only halfway for us.
1: That's true. I wasn't (laughs) sure if we were going to do a full three hour, which we we totally can. People
2: get sad when we don't.
1: I know, I know, I know. They. (laughs) I think we have at
2: least one more hour in us. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm barely getting started. So after (laughs) I, so TMZ is running defense for bravo they're, they're doing a lot of anti bethany i don't know if bethany uh-huh. has like pissed off Har- what's the guy's name at tmc
2: oh harvey levin
1: <laughs> yeah like they have they, they, the way they're talking about bethany they're being so personal in their in their copy
2: i can picture the thumbnail now her like ranting yeah
1: and they're going they're going even though Bethany said this, it is absolutely not the case, <laughs> and she says she pays her interns more, which is <laughs> obviously so not true. They're very being very personal. Oh yeah,
2: we didn't talk about that. That she said she claimed that um, that's what the headline is. Bethany goes, "So from what I've heard, you make less than my interns." And I go, "Your interns make three hundred k." Yeah.
1: Did you? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's just talk about the whole salary part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't talk about it. So, Bethany, because this is her want. And this is what she wants to talk about—about about compensation. Even though that is not really what R- Rachel is there to talk about, yeah. But Bethany wants to make sure she's properly compensated. We found out from TMZ because I'm sure <laughs> someone at Bravo or NBC Universal,
2: Bravo, crawled from the chud tunnel underneath Universal and went to TMZ directly and. In- Handed the pay stubs over.
1: For sure. Someone <laughs> with access to that information in one second said, this is what she made. The easiest thing for them to look up. Someone Which, at I believe universe. it. Me too. I mean, $20,000 an episode for someone who's been on since season six. Yeah. So season six, she wasn't full-time, but she was James's girlfriend. Then she was full-time, like seven, eight, and nine. And then 10, she's a full-time cast member. $20,000 is very reasonable for an episode. Yeah. 19 episodes, that's $380,000. Then Lisa Vanderpump comes out of the woodwork she gets stopped by TMZ she's walking in Sir Alley oh, she goes exciting she goes I certainly find $361,000 to be a lot of money and then she just runs into <laughs> Sir I was like god damn Lisa what the I hell Loved it. yeah that was amazing so so somewhere in between 350 and 380 is the truth
2: which makes sense because I'm like okay so those other starring cast members make more than that um which is how they own their Valley Village homes. Like, they would need to make that amount to have a down payment in general yeah. and buy into all these businesses and shit. Well here
1: so he, so imagine uh Tom Sandoval so imagine Tom Sandoval makes fifty thousand an episode, yeah. given that he's been on six seasons more. That, yeah. that's actually that's an underestimate probably. Yeah. So that's nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars and he he probably makes much more than that. Mm-hmm. So She's not making anywhere near what the ten season cast members have made. Yeah. So, but I, someone could still argue that the profit participation in the success of like Bravo's success from scandoval you could someone could say that three hundred sixty one thousand dollars still. Is not being properly compensated for the impact you had. Sure, to be the most. You know what you know what I'm saying. Totally. We all we all say three hundred sixty-one thousand dollars is amazing. We all want yeah. $361,000. No, it's not a
2: lot. Like actually, like compared to what people on TV shows with ratings like that would usually make historically. Yes. Um But first of all, that payment was pre-scandal. Right. So they didn't know what they had right (laughs) yes uh and second of all yeah i mean if i'm fine with them all making more sure like and like the whole residual thing i think is that's what the whole strike is about partially is that no one including like jennifer aniston is making like streaming money right you know what i mean like
1: yes um yeah so so I'll, I'll just, I'll argue that, well, I think the reason why the $361,000 is being batted around as evidence that, you know, is because she said I made pennies for it. Yeah. She shouldn't have said that. And Bethany should not have said, my interns make more. Bethany yeah. is o- obviously working off false information. Right. And I have to believe that, that somewhere around 350 to 380 is the actual amount she's making cuz 20,000 yeah. does not seem out like of the ballpark. I feel
2: like Bethany is still using the old numbers of, that she always says 7, that she made for she made season? like 7 grand for the first season which is why she was like I'll take your 7,000 but I strike the Bethany clause. Right. Right. <laughs> the, the best thing she ever did she said. Um, so I'm like yeah but also then in the future she made what was the most she ever made? Wasn't it like $3 million or something? For Yeah,
1: she, she was talking in the Jill Zarin conversation. She was like, um, everyone used to make MFN, um, which, you know, people would argue that that's a great concept, that everyone gets paid the same. But huh. they said, I screwed that all up because I got <laughs> a million a season or whatever. Yeah. You know, she was the first one to break the MFN. So then they started paying everyone independently Uh so that's another pioneering aspect that bethany did yeah very cool (laughs) you asked for the most money and got it
2: that's actually i think what i've heard that the reason that um uh oh my gosh um i keep wanting to say cynthia nixon um kim cattrall hates sjp because sjp uh Historically, made the most, and she didn't fight for all the women to make the same. Wow! And Kim Kardashian was like, "Wow, go fuck yourself!" And the other girls were like, "It's fine. She's SJ. She deserves the most." <laughs> Whoa, that's
1: that. Wow, damn. And I, she was
2: a producer, so
1: Sarah Jessica Parker yeah. was. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. So she didn't have solidarity like the Friends right. cast. They all went together to the yeah. negotiating table. James Gandolfini refused to like film until the actors were paid more. Love that. Yeah, very sweet. So. Wow, Sarah Jessica Parker didn't do that?
2: Not an ally. But she's still BFF with the other girls, so they didn't
1: care. Does it make sense? Like, the the show is an ensemble or whatever of four people, and but she's, like, the main character, I guess, of it. But does it make sense that she would make that much more than the other cast members if you watched the full series? I mean, to
2: me, I don't know. I, I love – it is a foursome. I think it would make sense for them to make um, – the most, and um, Michael Patrick King has said, like, um, Sarah, he described Sarah Jessica Parker as a movie star at the time of the show's creation, which I would disagree with.
1: Hocus Pocus.
2: Which I feel like was, like, more of a retroactive classic. Than, yes. You right. Know. Then, yeah. And it was, like, for children, whereas uh, Sex and the City was, like, very adult.
1: So that's how he justifies why she made more?
2: Yeah. Okay which I'm like, I guess. So
1: she just started from a place of making more and didn't ever make the uh stand that they all should be paid the same as me. Yeah. I started making more and, and then, she
2: was a producer before any of I think over time the other girlies started getting producer credits, but I think she was always a producer. And it sounds
1: like she has more like creative control over yeah. the overall show.
2: Totally. Like she's like very involved.
1: Like if you watch that in just like that documentary, she's like making decisions yeah and, she's and, like
2: i need to wear this hat with a feather i have to and wear i will hat. go to the grave
1: and she goes this outfit does not even work at all without the hat <laughs> yeah and then I what's his name is, that. And, and that one guy was like you can't wear a hat i hate hats right <laughs>
2: they call him the hat killer
1: that was a good documentary <laughs> i want to watch it again i like all behind the scenes production documentaries totally. i could watch anything with behind the scenes uh, production
2: bring back the dvd right what's that like the oh oh <laughs>
1: I thought you made a show called The DVD where it shows behind the scenes of production. That'd be so cool. Our second podcast, The DVD. Well, I would love that. Can we talk about all of the extraneous material? Special features. Yeah, I love that. But iTunes movies, not to tout Apple movies or whatever they're called now, they they have all the special features from a DVD. They just... Oh, that's great. They just port those over.
2: Okay. Good to know.
1: So they still exist.
2: I need to grow my uh, physical media collection. And I'll include... I know... That's not a physical media, but a purchased media. Yes,
1: yes. I am a huge proponent of the digital media, like just having a collection of my favorite films available at all times and not waiting for them to appear on Hulu or whatever. Yeah. Plus Apple movies, not to promote them anymore, but we would love to be sponsored by you. They have this $5 movie section every single week, and there are some classics that make it for $5 almost every week. I should do that. Yeah. Yeah it's very fun okay okay well we started talking about DVD menu or you know special features so let's take a you know want' we'll to take a quick break and then yeah. talk very <laughs> briefly about <Swiftly> Roni. <laughs> about, about...
2: Rony in Atlanta yes okay. two
1: two sides of the same coin no wait what's the expression when you when two things are alike but very opposite two sides of the same coin yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're not... Uh, Bethany would know.
1: Yeah, what the hell would Bethany say?
2: She'd be like, dime a dozen, a dollar short.
1: Oh my God, yeah. She would kill it right now. <laughs> That's why we should have her on the podcast.
2: Yeah, I think we should have like a idiom hour
1: Where she Bethany. says her favorite things. Well, we She's already- like,
2: "Say by the bell, time to go.
1: <laughs> she would totally say those two things. Well, we already said we were going to potentially have Bethany on because I invited her on and she follows me. Why don't we just have her... And Rachel on at the same time. And we go through Again. what they could have done differently.
2: Okay. With us. And we'll have a crab boil. And she'll be like, one potato, <laughs> two potato, three potato, four.
1: Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> we'll wear bibs. The I'm already... I think this is perfect. So the camera is set up right here. So <laughs> Bethany has a big crab bake right here with that big big on. <laughs> and she's Wait, eating. I actually
2: <laughs> do think that we should do a live or something while we're eating like a bag of shrimp (laughs) to just just have this like this all this food (laughs) activity
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm in we say bethany we're gonna order you the best what was it a crab crab it was like yeah she had
2: like crab crab legs the fish sampler Um, fish platter yeah, it was like a whole bat,
1: a seafood broil. So we'll get, she can eat a seafood broil. <laughs> Rachel, where, how do we split up the couch so that she can have a full access to all of her seafood accoutrements? I'll Laun. get TV trays. That's nice. And then Rachel is sort of just here with us. We can us. fit all four. That, be nice. We would we'd turn towards camera. Maybe
2: she can go on this Ottoman and we'll have like this.
1: I'll, I'll ask you, because all of these hypotheticals could potentially happen. Do you want. <laughs> If you could have your pick, Bethany solo, Rachel Levis solo, Bethany crab broil with Rachel at the same time.
2: The last one, obviously. If,
1: okay. What if, uh, what if Bethany refused to, <gasps> she can't have a client clam bake and she won't oh. eat, uh, seafood in front of us, but it's just them two together.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> could I eat the crab boil?
1: We're allowed to eat. Okay. That's fine. If we eat,
2: you know, Bethany is allergic to fish not shellfish she okay. went into anaphylactic shock do you remember that no when like a few years ago she like had to call nine
1: one one. right because was it on a on a trip and one and she got snuck a little piece of fish I in think one of the one time diapers?
2: it happened in her apartment and then it happened again on vacation yeah it was on- like um what's that called that um fish scale flavoring um that's sometimes in like soup
1: yeah um Scale. It's called scale uh, <laughs> powder. Yeah. So w- that was that on the show. Was that captured she, on Roni?
2: Um, not captured, but I've. I don't remember if it was. She talked about it very emotionally. She said she almost died. She's. I mean, I believe her. It's true, but um, it was very dramatic.
1: I, I would. It would be so wild to just eat a bunch of shellfish or only be allergic to the one aspect of you think you wouldn't want to
2: fuck with any and, seafood if parts of it will kill you
1: yeah she was really going in on on all i'm like
2: you trust this like postmates that like that they even, didn't have it all in like a bin together or that
1: they didn't put salt and pepper and scale powder all over <laughs> their shellfish i, I didn't know, know that she it was made allergic me stressed <laughs> I need to watch it. She was tic- just
2: like one potato, two potato, three potato, four.
1: I need to watch that TikTok again because I didn't find like I gotta I gotta find it again so we can recreate it here when she comes on.
2: I- My brain keeps trying to come up with like fresh new idioms. <laughs> I'm like the clam that bakes bakes twice.
1: Yeah, well, you're better than me because I can't think of one. <laughs> um, well, good. Okay, let's let's okay. take a brief uh, pause. The garbage people are here. Put it on pause. Let's put it on pause, right? Yes. Okay. All right, we're going to pause. We're going to take. A, I actually am going to do a certified turtle piss, the first one it. in a long time. Ugh. Are you going to? I'll, w-
2: I'll go after you.
1: Okay. You can go first. You can go first. Okay. I will.
2: <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed
1: indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. we're back. (laughs) Feeling great. I feel so good. I was so laden down with uh, (laughs) piss before we did that and I feel so much lighter and ready to talk for another hour at the least.
2: Same. Um, And there was also while you were peeing your phone was blowing up because there was a development.
1: A huge development. While we're talking about the interview heard around the world, Bethany's interview with Rachel, Kristen Doty To her story, posted to her story and said, the clip that I just, she said she's been getting a lot of DMs uh, from everybody because of Rachel's allegations uh, about James and his physical abuse rumors, rumors of violence. Yeah. Kristen says that the clip that she heard, most of that is factually accurate. The only thing that is not factually accurate, she says, is that she received hush money or that she is being silenced for her participation in the spinoff. Mm -hmm. and that to me that sounds true because if she was being silenced and for and she was a part of this spinoff she wouldn't be allowed to even say that
2: yeah do you think that ariana feels conflicted as it seemed like in the scandal world that uh, ariana and kristen were actually pretty good friends and so i assume that ariana knows what kristen is talking about and still has to pal around with james
1: Yeah, it is like the we're entering such a morally gray (laughs) world now. Like there is no black and white. There is no It's mm,
2: like MC Escher. I don't know where which stairs to take. They're all upside down.
1: For real. James (laughs) is going up one, Katie is coming down. Like (laughs) yes, I have no clue. And I if you would have told me when I was watching season eight of Interpump Rules back in the day. Three years ago, that there was physical abuse allegations uh, about James, and and that uh, people were hi- you know hiding it and still uh, filming with him while knowing that I would have never said that could be the case. But now, who, you know who knows? I mean, the amount of horror that is has taken place in this friend group now. I'm I'm not sure, and and I have to believe Kristen. Yeah, there, there's no. I
2: don't a, know why she would like bother. Keeping bringing this up you know
1: making yeah saying that going on a limb and saying that you witnessed or were or were a victim of physical abuse you would never do that yeah uh, if that was not true um never I mean so
2: I mean yeah this is entering dark territory and it's crazy that I don't know I'm still thinking about how um Rachel revealed that Alex Baskin yeah that's his name right yes Alex um Baskin. revealed that um the show was about to get canceled season yes. 10 was going to be the last season which i'm like what would we have done like so it was just going to be like a flop season and it then it I mean,
1: would be over we we talked about it it would have been such a bad season <laughs> if Scandal had not happened i mean it was a it was a pretty bummer of a season apart yeah. from the the you know Scandal. uh you know, seeds that were planted throughout it. I mean, there were some great moments like the beach and uh, yeah. Katie's Fury, but...
2: Do you have high hopes for the next season or you're no. scared?
1: Okay. No, I, I don't, and I don't even, I like for anybody listening, like I, <laughs> I and I, I want Bravo to, you know, like us and, you know, give us press passes to BravoCon, but I also <laughs> want to be as honest as I can and still have my word mean something and not be like these... Bravo! Influencer shills that are saying Roni's the best thing they've ever seen. <laughs> I want to still have be truthful, yeah. And from what I've seen, which I don't even want to see it anymore because I have high hopes that it ultimately ultimately will be good. But the scenes I've seen, it it looks very bad. Like mm. they don't know what the hell they're doing. Like they filmed too quickly after Scandival and, and. Even they don't know what to do this season to like right. make it work. I mean, they're like paintballing. They've been at TomTom Tom every single day. <laughs> James has done twenty CNX Tuesday shows. I know.
2: I'm like, how much can we take? Like, I can no longer attend those in person because no. I get it. I've seen it and I feel like that's how it's gonna be to watch
1: it. Now imagine Ariana having to do that every single day. Go to Like oh I just think it was filmed too quickly and I Wish we weren't. It's not. It's not their fault that we're seeing bits and pieces, but it sort of is because, like, Sheen is posting on her Instagram that they're going paintballing. Do you think
2: that they're the producers in Bravo at large are so? Do you think they like and want these little leaks going on throughout to as free promo, or do you think they're so sick of everyone like doing their podcasts, their Amazon Lives, their this and that?
1: Well, remember we were part of that like Bravo broadcast thing where it was going to be like for people to get. (laughs) first-hand, behind-the-scenes Instagram posts about, like, stuff so they could sort of capitalize on the influencer thing, and then that completely died. Like, you don't do that anymore.
2: Yeah, I'm wondering, because it's so hard to maintain, like... Because with all the other cities, I'm sure you could find footage of what was filmed for Salt Lake this season, but I certainly have not seen anything, and I don't care. But I just mean, when I watch that show, whenever it comes back on... I won't have heard a damn thing about any of it. Yeah. Or, or Whereas, Southern charm
1: too. It's like you, I, you know, now that I like Southern charm, like I didn't see one bit of, of filming of that. And then the trailer comes out and you're like, Whoa, yeah. all this
2: shit happened. Whereas Vanderpump, you're going to be like, Oh yeah, I remember that. Paintballing, I remember that. Uh,
1: Schwartz dyed his hair blonde. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> like,
2: yeah. yeah. And you'll be like, Oh, we were there for that. <laughs> we there for yeah. That. And I'm
1: also, I'm, I'm not sure like this is very critical. Um, and maybe I'll take <laughs> it back and walk it back and eat my eat crow. But I don't know if Scandaval, even though it made the ratings so artificially pumped up, I don't know if I don't want Vanderpump Rules to be canceled. But I don't know if them running <laughs> off this is going to provide enough juice. It shouldn't be canceled, but I don't know if they learned the right lessons from Scandivall to <laughs> justify. There's just like
2: more Scandivall. Yeah, is there going to be <laughs> any more
1: scandals? Let's bleach Schwartz's hair really quick. <laughs> like I, I don't know if that I don't want it to be canceled, but I don't think it should have been not canceled just because of scandaval i wish that it could have evolved naturally and i I don't i don't know maybe they're learning the wrong lessons from Mm -hmm. from scandaval
2: yeah i'm curious of what it will be and it's obviously going to be very restaurant heavy again
1: yeah in my opinion too restaurant heavy they're
2: adding a new restaurant but a sandwich restaurant
1: something about her yeah and then they're going to all go to Jax's Studio City to get a beer, and then they're going to have to go to Wolf by Vanderpump every <laughs> uh, every season now. Um,
2: yeah, I'm like pre. I'm exhausted already.
1: Do, uh, do they? Do you think the cast? I mean, I know they do, but ten seasons is a long run. I mean, it's in the like, I mean, the upper echelon really long. of, of long running shows, especially yeah. real, and, and even Housewives. Is it tr-
2: like fourteen? Seasons. yeah
1: yeah and they just had you know they just fully cut them all loose um I, I, yeah how much how long can it run
2: <laughs> vanderpump drools <laughs> do people say that lisa said that oh right, <laughs> right. she's With like what am i gonna frame? have oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> vanderpump drools um, yeah anyway well i i think i sent to you on tiktok the them going into sir the girl that posted it said um schwartz was so nice he said hi to everybody in line and he said he would bring us shots but he never did (laughs) and i was like that's so real except that when he did that to us we then demanded them at the bar and they were like okay
1: yeah if you ever if if schwartz ever goes up to you and offers you a shot because you're at one of the establishments um Just go to the bartender and say, Schwartz said he'll get us free shots and they will give them to you.
2: It will be the worst tequila you've ever had. I could only do half of the shot, but it's okay.
1: Yeah, I did my full one, but it was okay. (laughs) Well, what do we... I mean, like, I don't... Like, what do we... If the James allegation that we just learned (laughs) is true, and we already know that that other thing got swept under the rug... You know, just, you know, because people could claim that he was like drunk as hell and he smacked someone's ass and it's like not that wild. But in another season, I don't think that would have been swept under the rug, you know, which we talked about. But it's like this James reckoning, it seems like people are having one eye closed when we look at James (laughs) and say, I love this man more than life itself. I mean, what are we going to do if James's (laughs) statue all of a sudden gets completely like torn down? I mean, yeah,
2: I feel like they're really putting their eggs in his basket this season. Yes. So,
1: yeah, I think we, I think that's why I really think that there needs to be a response to some of these allegations. It's, it's sort of becoming too real for Bravo to just not respond to. Mm -hmm. It's, it's now confirmed in two different places that James has some physical abuse allegation that he asked that I think should be addressed.
2: I mean, again, my example is always that Brock had the worst, uh, he had bad, he, what, what yeah. did it turn out to be? That he slapped his ex-wife or something? Yeah, and then oh she had God. a restraining order. He hasn't seen his kids in five years. That was the whole storyline of season nine. And now we're like, he's an angel. We love we are
1: Talk about fickle. <laughs> I mean.
2: I'm just like, I'm going with the tide. Basically, me, I'm me like, too. okay. Me too. I'm like, we're going to move on from that. Well, I'll join you uh, forgetting about that. But I, I remember.
1: Me too. <laughs> me too. I want to take me too. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Hashtag me too. I want to take my cues for what the cast can forgive, but I also don't want secrets in the shadows that are not actually reckoned with. I, I do... was born in the shadows. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I love time a Bane reference can come out.
2: <laughs> that's me in the gutter when bravo becomes illegal and i'm like putting in like vhs tapes of like old Gosh. fucked up episodes and i'm like come here i have them <laughs> you're in the chud tunnel with yeah. lisa and ken oh my god i'm eating like um goat cheese balls that have like mold on them <laughs> oh. all right i'm well, like that's... lisa <laughs> she would take pity on me she loves uh, poor little broken animals
1: she does she would love going down there in the chug tunnel with you and watching all that the now outlawed uh bravo uh, vhs tapes that you have i remember this episode
2: (laughs) that would be cute like artisanal merch to record um, like do like a mixtape on VHS and create like a cute clamshell cover.
1: Oh, that would be so Could be cool. Of all the like personal Bravo highlights, yeah. And then yeah, that would be cute. And then send it out. Would It'd it be actually, like limited edition? And it would actually have footage on it.
2: Yeah, we'd have to figure out that technology.
1: Yeah, is there any companies that do the reverse <laughs> where you can put digital content onto VHS? Gotta uh, be. Of course there is. Okay. <laughs> all right cool well do you I might know a guy whoa all right all <laughs> right let's do it i think that would sell. like that it'll would be good. take up
2: uh, the next three to six months of my life <laughs> 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 okay well um speaking of chuds i don't know yeah <laughs> I, tra- of, I didn't have a good transition but speaking of chuds Rony, was there anything um worth our while on last week's episode or you say no it was the I'll,
1: I'll say what was worth my while. Um <laughs> overall, my opinions have not changed. I thought this episode was one of the worst episodes of Roni that there's been. <laughs> okay. Oh, How did you feel about it? Um well, yeah, I don't want yeah. to say my my opinion carte blanche without you i mean
2: no i just um i'm trying to make sure i'm remembering what happened not on this most recent episode but the one before the only thing i'll say about the one before that was exciting to me is that i do want to try uba's hot sauce okay and i was shocked and amazed to learn it was an oprah's favorite thing okay that's major
1: yeah that's yeah i remember those details and um (laughs) yeah i love that (laughs) they put it on
2: the shakshuka
1: yeah what what happened uh last episode they got out of the hamptons
2: yes uh out of the hamptons and then um yeah it was kind of confusing because the brin's what was it brin's oh brin's giving um was two episodes yeah
1: well they yeah they did something which um seemed like uh unique to me which is that they cut off a Story she was telling in the middle, like a to be continued. So, like, she just started getting worked out or worked up to tell her personal story, and then they just cut it. Yeah, and then this episode last week, uh, or, or sorry, this week was her finishing her story, right. which, um, it was yeah. really
2: sad. Yeah, it was sad. It made a size story look like nothing.
1: Yeah, I was like, I forget about size. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's Br- the Bryn world now. Um, um, this episode, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, she's going through all those like horrific details about abuse. Oh.
1: We had one of our favorite thing happens where the, the end of our show plays and, um, but anyway,
2: it thought we were done, but we're not, not yet. Um, she's telling all these horrible details. Everyone at the table is crying. And then it did that thing where, um, the show decides that the story's over and that she's, um, you know, gotten through it. And so then you just hear Sai say, you overcame, baby. And then it plays that like happy guitar of like,
1: she overcame. Yes. (laughs) And then they just, the mood completely shifts and they get into the uh, conflict, right? That they want to have for the episode. They bring out all of the hits, Toilet Paper Talk. Yes. Hamptons again cackling hags cackling hags which i thought aaron brought that up in a very very uh unorganic way she goes at least we're not being called cackling hags anymore (laughs) yeah uh let's talk about that and then they have to talk about this cackling hags comment which you know um didn't deserve a lot of scrutiny i thought
2: yeah um i will say the one thing that came about in this episode is just that um Aaron saying that she can't get a read on jessel which i agree i'm always like what are you thinking I what think are
1: you feeling jessel <laughs> is thinking and feeling that i don't know what to do on a reality show and i yeah. don't know the i don't know how to look good on camera so i'm approximating what a human does in Normal interactions, and I don't know whether I should be badass if I should say a bunch of catty things that gets everybody mad. Yeah, if I should, she, they, they, her, and Aaron, and all of them mm-hmm. except Jenna, are just they're so worried about mm-hmm. how they're being portrayed and
2: how, it's like sound bites. What,
1: yeah, what they're bringing up, and they're like fake laughing at each other's jokes. They just, it feels so forced. Yeah, to me, every scene is like a carbon copy of a better housewife show that they are trying to emulate and just doing such a bad job of it. Mm-hmm. Every scene to me is just so embarrassing and performative.
2: <laughs> yeah, when Brynn is like, they're talking to Jessel about whatever, and then she goes, when's the last time you came? And I'm like, we can't. Please. Visit this again. Yeah, it was like... She's the, like, I
1: already told you. Yes, it was like the greatest <laughs> hits of the three episodes we've already seen where they want to bring up every single thing that we've already talked about. Like, yeah. that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm asking her
2: when she last came. <laughs> yeah, like no. Um, I did um, slightly enjoy Sai going over how the influencer business works. Uh, she was going through her package of free stuff that she got and she said that originally... She started blogging, sort of doing like mommy and me, like baby fashions. And then she went viral on BuzzFeed, Whoa. which was really a time and place. Oh,
1: yeah. That's like, great.
2: What's on BuzzFeed.com these days? I don't Have know. Have you been on there? Is it just like an ad farm?
1: Like I read this full book about like the rise and fall of BuzzFeed, but I don't remember one fact from it. They but really yeah, fucked it's like worth, up, huh? It's like worth like $1, you know, like the stock and like... They it,
2: fucked up. They were on top of the world.
1: Yeah. Um I forget what happened. It just—I don't know. No one goes there for any original well, they, content.
2: The news shuttered. Oh, yeah, right, the
1: news division shuttered, and they—they
2: um, tried to do the like motion pictures. There's that office, uh, yeah, near where um, Laura Lee sat on the curb. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if that's still there. It's but, Chelsea
1: um, Peretti's brother.
2: Yeah, Jonah.
1: Yeah, he ran that thing into the goddamn ground.
2: Wow, it was like so dominant for so long.
1: Yeah, I remember. It had a good, like, five-year run. Wow, well, I can't believe I could read a full book <laughs> and that's it's fully about the rise and fall of BuzzFeed, and I can't remember one fact. I can
2: relate. That. I That's how I am. So, <laughs> um, But maybe I'll read the wiki. Um, but she listed out that her business is legitimate. She has an accountant, an attorney, an editor, a brand manager, people who pull looks for her, people on payroll. She offers health insurance. And I was like, that sounds like a business to me
1: (laughs) yeah that sounded like a business all right i um do you think that her
2: employees that were sitting there telling her how to do her instagram reels make more than bethany's interns
1: yes okay Uh, no
2: sounds like she offers health insurance at least okay yeah then uh, (laughs) why does bethany have interns
1: i don't well for this new enterprise like she's filming her content now she's creating podcasts i'd rather
2: work for sonia
1: yeah, of course, but Sonia won't pay at all. College It'd be more credit. fun. Yes, but it's only college <laughs> credit. I think.
2: Watch out! Don't fall into her little pond in the back. It's dangerous. I forget that. Yeah.
1: Who did someone fall in the pond?
2: There's like rumors that <gasps> multiple animals have died in that pond.
1: No. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Oh. Sorry. Oh, uh, if you if you if you spent if you shine a light too much on Sonia's home life, you'll see. Don't I think, shine some, a light in that pond. Yeah, I think you would see some horrors there at at in that house and that pond. Oh yeah, Damn. apologies.
2: I didn't watch Sunday's crappy lake because I decided to prioritize um the Bethany podcast.
1: Okay. So. Yeah, it, it there's nothing to remark upon. Uh <laughs> okay. crappy lake except that it's good and fun and breezy and light. <laughs> um the, are we at Now, Jocelyn and Aaron get coffee
2: in Tribeca.
1: In Tribeca. Um they tried to make a a huge meal out of Jessel saying that Tribeca is an up and coming neighborhood. Yeah. I felt that was more just like something stupid that someone says when they're <laughs> uncomfortable, right? When they sit down and then yeah. you just, she, but she wouldn't just say, Oh, I'm totally wrong. What, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. And then, but then Aaron drags into the ground by telling every single person <laughs> she said it, talking about yeah. it in the confessional. And I just, I don't, people really want to point to that as like being such a, I don't know, a great, moment of how yeah. oblivious Jessel is. I just thought it was just like ah, she's just uncomfortable on camera and said something stupid. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, she seems
1: very nervous. Yeah, she's nervous. They were very yeah. nervous and She this.
2: even said on I watched a little bit of Jessel on Watch what Happens Live and she literally said, Aaron makes me nervous. Yeah. Which I get. She's kinda scary.
1: She is, yeah. And and I don't know if you have the particulars of this this coffee shop scene. <laughs> I just felt like neither one of them wanted to look like be wrong. Yeah. Um so they like they had this really <laughs> weird ending where they were just like we agree that we hate each other or that we don't right. know each other and don't like each other which doesn't normally happen. It normally people no. can at least come to some resolution at it the end. It felt
2: like um, neither of them actually had anything to be upset about and like Aaron was like I didn't know that you were working again and then she was like I thought um she like she's like I support women and I was like you know that that's not What we're talking about, right? Like it felt like she was just like it felt like they were offending each other back and forth in ways that didn't make sense. Yes,
1: and and it didn't. It just felt like they didn't know how to end a scene properly. Like it it just felt like she was like,
2: "Well, we agree. I don't have time for fake friends." I was like, "Huh?" That's
1: what. Yeah, is that what you guys were talking about?
2: I also don't cancel me because I think if I'm correct, Jessel is like born and raised in London, right? To our knowledge.
1: Yes, that's what she said. Yeah, that's what she said. She
2: said um, she was trying to pull a sympathy card about how hard she works. And she goes, I'm an immigrant in this country. And I'm like, from London. Right. (laughs) I was like, that's not like
1: a rags to riches. Right. Well, also, yeah. Yeah, but also, I don't think it's even (laughs) been confirmed. Like, she said that she had to work for everything or whatever. But then Sai is like, you, you seem like you come from a privileged Background and she didn't push back on it. She just let Sai provide that narrative detail about her life and didn't say, "Actually, I had no money when I came to London, right?" And my family worked hard or whatever. I don't. I don't why would she let Sai tell? Right. We don't know her background.
2: Yeah, she went to King's College. I think that's pretty like upper crust. Oh, it is. I think it's old. I think like um, it's been around since like our founding fathers. They make reference to it in. Hamilton, the musical. <laughs>
1: they do, yeah. They talk about King's College. I think
2: Alexander Hamilton's son went there.
1: Okay, so it's so, and she went there. Yes. Whoa. All right. Well, <laughs> I I just this scene in particular is just just shows me how <laughs> ill-equipped and performative they they are, and how how they don't know how to be on camera, be normal on camera and yeah. act normal. Cause they also don't want to disclose how well they don't know each other. Yeah. Like when Aaron goes, just and I would never have coffee one-on-one. So this is sort of out of the ordinary. And I was like, you wouldn't, I thought, <laughs> I thought a, a huge part of this whole thing was that you guys were like an organic friend group. Right. They've come, almost dropped that pretense completely. Yeah. You would have never had a one-on-one coffee time with Jess. like, who knows who? Why? Right. Why don't they say?
2: No, it really feels like none of them know each other at no, all. No,
1: they, they don't, and, and it and it doesn't seem like they like each other even. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even like. I'm not really getting the sense that like they like spending. It's stiff. Very stiff.
2: Um. Also, did you see? Aaron was on a podcast talking about her election denier donation.
1: Yeah, I saw. She said, um, "What did she <laughs> say? She said I've had a change of heart."
2: Yeah, she basically. I mean it didn't really clear things up except that she specifically said that she doesn't believe in stop the steal, but that she initially supported Trump because she thought he was going to be good for Israel. But she has since had a change of heart, which I was like, I mean, okay, well, the point was that everyone thought you supported Trump and that
1: was true. (laughs) The change of heart came in the Bravo contract. Yeah. Came in and she signed it immediately. So that
2: was interesting, which I'm like, it's kind of annoying almost like, 'Cause I'm like, you don't get to have it both ways. You're either Ramona ass, like Vicky ass. Where it's
1: like, don't ever mention politics around them and don't ever bring up politics. You just don't ask. Because you just know. And
2: it's like they embrace that identity wholeheartedly. I find it even more sinister that she identifies as like a liberal in New York City and like low key was like into Trump. Like I was like, that's like creepy to me. Because I'm like, I don't understand what your vibe is. Right. That's like more sinister to me.
1: Yeah, I don't. uh, I um,
2: which actually makes her a little more interesting. Quite honestly.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that. Because part of me is always just like, I want to take you from, you know, just what I see on the show and not look at your past and like, you know, I. I, So I don't know. If she has a change of heart and she didn't personally donate to stop the (laughs) steal, then I think i think i mean she... i don't care yeah. like
2: i'm like i don't look to housewives for again like moral or right. whatever i don't care but right. i do think that her family seems to be the most interesting part about her and she kind of touched on it saying like her mom is like a major realtor and she obviously comes from like major money and she was bragging about everything she's worked so hard for and she was like i sold my first like blah 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 property by age 19 i'm like well, that's because your family like gave that to you. Right. I'm like, it's that's okay. what like Mauricio's daughters are going to do. They're going to have like 10 million in sales in their first year because he's just like, you can have this listing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: so I don't know. I think the fact that she's like a native New Yorker, we haven't really like gotten into her deal yet. No. And I'm curious about it because yeah. her family seems very present. And I feel like next week that'll happen at that anniversary party maybe
1: a little yeah. more i mean to on that note like we haven't seen where bryn lives and we don't know what her job is <laughs> no. besides being a, a world-class chess champion exactly which i'm like well, why? why don't we know who this person <laughs> right. is yet on the show she's
2: three times engaged um our friend mariana her boyfriend is into chess and he checked her name on like tournaments and it was real she did participate in a tournament but she lost in the first round and never played again
1: yeah so i went that the only joy i found in this episode the only thing i thought besides i kind of like jenna's closet where she was just that was fun for me i like when she was pulling stuff out and the person goes that's iconic sell it i know
2: she's like i met the president in this and they were like amazing sell it sell it immediately right
1: now (laughs) so that jenna jenna
2: an elevator in her apartment that goes straight down to her storage unit. Yes. That's so, amazing. So
1: Jenna I like that which I I forget if I've already said this so apologies but Jenna does not know the hallmarks of a housewife show. So I like that she's just like, I'm going to have my friend come over and we're going to Poshmark or sell my stuff on yeah. wine. I hope and, it's
2: on Poshmark. Huh? I'll, I hope I can find it on Poshmark. I think it's...
1: <laughs> I, uh, Maggie was telling me that she just said, sells it probably directly like on her Instagram or anybody who wants it or whatever. But, like
2: Ken Zolciak.
1: Yeah. Cash but, but, app. Yeah, exactly. But she... <laughs> I just like that she doesn't have the blueprint and yeah. so she's just more entertaining because... Like at the end of the episode, they start to create conflict. They start to try to derive some conflict from the fact that Jenna wanted to just be home <laughs> with her family no. and decorate her Christmas tree for Christmas, and didn't want to go to uh, Jessel's. Excuse she me, custody
2: of her son. Yeah,
1: it, it, pardon, pardon me, shitty party that <laughs> Jessel threw, and Jenna would rather spend time with her family and decorate a Christmas tree, which is like yeah. a thing that any person would rather do. And it's yeah. like we should be loving that she and also
2: like didn't when they rolled the clip she didn't lie she said i have something that she night knew
1: she had something then and it's like yeah that's when me and my family are decorating our christmas tree or like a huge part of a christmas yeah. tradition
2: although that scene was pretty boring of them decorating
1: the tree that was boring <laughs> that, well i don't know i'd rather watch that than any <laughs> any i'd rather watch 10 minutes of that than one minute with uh, anyone else on the okay. show um, but the chess part which I drive joy from because Bryn, we don't know anything about her except we heard that story. And then we find out that she participates in chess, tournaments she says and she has her carry on little <laughs> chess thing and she brings and she talks about it and then when you she, have they, to protect your pawns right and then when they and then when they when they go to jessel's party and they go hey so how is that chess tournament that you participated in she goes uh i'll be honest i completely blew it and then they show a flashback of like black and white or sepia tone where she doesn't know how to work the thing the clock that yeah. stops your time and then it, I think it was the quickest I've seen someone ever win in a chess game. To where the guy, like from his starting move, just gets her queen. I was like, "You've never done this before." why Yeah. Why was this the thing that you wanted? Watches to- Watches
2: the queen's gambit once. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch that, but yeah, right. I get it.
1: I, I just I thought that was like very. Um, an example of what is going on here of like what they're trying to highlight and what they're trying to do. And it's just full flop city. Like, like she's
2: an enigma. Yeah, She's she's I, a sexual party girl who plays chess. I, I guess. <laughs> Apparently
1: she plays chess, but like it didn't I mean, look like I mean, I guess she,
2: like I could play chess in that I could sit in front of the board and like move a piece.
1: Yeah. So uh, that part to me was only interesting just for how hard it was like it flopped when yeah. they showed the actual footage of the chess tournament.
2: Did you like that um Jessel's company? She called it The No, as in you're in the know.
1: Yeah. Um no. No <laughs> no, I didn't really like that. Um I think that I think that if you are on your first season, you shouldn't be allowed to promote <laughs> a new business. Yeah. I just think it's too early. We don't know you. And we want to keep Bravo. We want to get businesses from people that have an established relationship on Bravo shows. I don't think it should immediately start to be a commercial from the minute you're on. And Erin think... didn't think she worked because <laughs> she probably didn't work and then started this the day Scrambled they... Scrambled
2: to launch a company? Yes. Do you think it, the Bethany Clause, it falls under the Bethany Clause, even though it's like such a specific business?
1: Well, so, um, Fashion PR? Uh, I, I would like, think, do you it, think there's
2: parameters? Like if it's like a product well, or, you know what I mean?
1: I don't know. Cause the counter is like what you said about the Tim Gunn thing where it's like, you don't, you don't, you can't ha- have 10% of a business that I'm going to do. If if I get fired after one season, right. but this progresses forever. I don't know. Yeah. There must be some type of like what it is, what, what, what constitutes. Yeah. A maybe business there's, there's they a lot of like redlining
2: that goes back and forth about, um, like which businesses um, count or for how long or if it's only during the window in which you're on the show yeah. etc I'm, I'm interested still, I just, in that. I
1: just think it's a, probably a good blanket rule that just on a first season we should not have to watch you launch a business that we know you're only launching because you're on the show and <laughs> yeah. this this was exactly that and then they all go to Jessel's house I mean I, <laughs> they all go to Jessel's house and then they're all like I mean, where's Jenna right
2: and then, yeah, Bryn was trying to do, pull the whole storyline again of that. If I did that, I'd be crucified. And I'm like, since when? Again, we're like, what is this, the fifth episode? Of, yes. And I haven't seen you be crucified this whole yes, time. Yes,
1: you keep talking about this double standard that never happened. Like and, no one's ever mad at her. And, that, and that's another problem. Everyone why? seems
2: to like her the most, actually. Yes,
1: and why are we only talking about the four things that you guys have <laughs> dramatic moments about that none of them are interesting at all?
2: Yeah, I'm like, if anyone's going to be crucified for anything, it's probably Jessel, because everyone's just like, shut up. Yeah, Jessel's <laughs> the
1: only one that is, like, actually doing things that is provoking a response, but it's only because she's so awkward on camera, so I'm not fully down with it. Yeah. At least Jessel's, like, I don't know, doing something yeah. that is, like, prov- yeah, provoking a response. But then, then yeah, Bren tries to get, well, they all, they all start to, like, they're like, where's conflict? Where's conflict? Yeah. Can there be any conflict here? Yes. Let's make fun of or talk shit about Jenna having a a, a Christmas tradition at her house and not being at this shitty launch party for Jessel's new business, yeah. which I think is just so lame of them.
2: Yeah. There were some heavy hitters there in the fashion biz, which I was like surprised that they would want to go to that. <laughs> yeah. Who were
1: some of those people?
2: Uh, There was that guy who's like the... Editor or like creator of Paper Magazine. He, did and you then, see his
1: blazer? It was a bunch of LA streets. Oh, yeah. It said like slosson Martin Luther King, a bunch of other ones. Yeah, he's was-
2: like cool. And then there was that woman that, um, Bryn clearly didn't know her name but recognized her which I also didn't, she didn't know, know her. her name well they kept being like she would like gasp, and everyone was like who is it and she was like she's major whoa <laughs> wow I
1: didn't even notice that
2: her name is Lynn Yeager apparently oh, okay. um she's like an editor at Vogue and she's just one of those people that you see that you're like whoa like yeah that's like someone who's in the mix and whatever so I was just surprised I'm like I, I mean, I guess that really did kind of justify Jessel's background. Well,
1: here's what... I, I don't think that. I think <laughs> I think she said, you're going to be on an episode of Roni and Jenna Lyons is going to be here. And yeah. then when Jenna Lyons wasn't there last minute, they're like, what the hell are we doing or here? Or
2: whoever the designer, her friend, the designer was, has a lot of connections and they were there to support the designer specifically.
1: Yeah. But then she was also like, this business launch is also a charity. Right. Was like, it was what? kind of confusing I was like this is both things right yeah uh, it's that's, and it was just
2: at her apartment and her kids like ran out in their onesies and i was like get them out of here
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> get those rug rats out of here
1: yeah I um mean,
2: yeah and then aaron went apeshit about how bad the wine was
1: yeah i was just like okay a, um, another instance of criticizing the food and drink like <laughs> then
2: aaron invites them all to her anniversary party and sigh goes is there gonna be food which I'm like, bitch, she fed you that uh Japanese like omakase meal at her house. Like, is it just me or did uh nothing about the weekend at Aaron's house seem poorly managed?
1: No, no it's not Am just I insane? you. No. They just they are so <laughs> desperate to have something to talk about that they're they are just pulling on the you know, lamest <laughs> strings to harp on.
2: Like when Bryn calls Jenna lies. Yeah, I thought that was awful I was, like, I was like, lies about what
1: I was like Bren I sort of think you're unique as a cast <laughs> member can you stop flopping in front of me and, and doing this kind of stuff I don't know I mean um, it's, it's for me just personally it is like it's a slog to watch
2: I would say so a lot of people that I follow online that I don't think are necessarily in the pocket of Big Bravo mm-hmm. like like it but I know that as we've discussed, the ratings beg to differ.
1: Are you saying that people you follow that are not paid, like for instance, say like they like it?
2: Ira Madison, who I listen to, keep it. That's a podcast I listen to. He is um, friendly with Bravo and that he's like been on Watch What Happens Live and stuff like that. But he's, in my experience of listening, not afraid to talk shit when it's due, and he seems to like actively enjoy it. He calls the ladies. He posted a video of them and he was like, they are mother.
1: Uh huh. So, well, <laughs> yeah. I think
2: certain communities are liking it.
1: Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I can only speak as myself. And, um, yeah. And, and a huge part of this just could be that, you know, I am so burned by it, you know, old Rony being canceled for this. But so you far, I've.
2: Have any, like, because sometimes I think first seasons are hard unless they're stacked perfectly to succeed. Like there's so much background that needs to happen. Do you think in your opinion, if they do continue the way things are, do you think they're going to do a shakeup or try and work with what they established and do a season two? Or they're so going to have to do a shakeup to justify it to the
1: the stakeholders. Well, my first, yeah, my my worst nightmare is that for to not to uh, not proclaim this as a bad decision on Andy's part and Bravo's part that they would just give them a season two to see if they, it can get better. Um, what they are you asking? What they should do or. <laughs>
2: What they should do and what you think they will
1: do. Okay, here's what they will do and should do. So, <laughs> Bravo, please listen. Say you made a mistake. Bring <laughs> back the Roni cast plus Dorinda after Dorinda's been on pause. Try to get Tinsley back. Eb- Ebony, I don't mind. You also can get one more uh, bite at the apple. Um, and then keep Jenna, Bren, and Uba. They can be friends of, however you want to do it.
2: Okay, how many cast members is that now?
1: Eight. Okay,
2: and it's and, been done before.
1: And, and yeah, and, cho- and choose Uba or Bren, whichever okay. you think has the most merit at the end of the season. Jenna would be amazing. I already said it. She'd be so amazing on Old Roni. It would be. It would have gotten the given the ratings that they needed to justify another season of Roni immediately with Jenna Lyons and that cast. Mm-hmm. And then Bren, if she shows more merit, if she stops flopping and, <laughs> and grasping at straws for drama, maybe Bren, maybe Uba. You know. And just pick the best from this cast and put them with the four or five Roni legacy cast members that want to come back. And that thing is to the moon. Mm -hmm. You got the best Roni season in history. That's what I think. (laughs) And this is a good, ultimately this would have been a good trial period to know who had what it takes to survive in this environment, but just say, sorry, we gave you sort of a bad environment to try out. We're going to put you with the big dogs now. Mm -hmm. And, and we tested you through fire and now we think you're going to be great with the Rony legacy, but I don't yeah. think they'll ever do it because they don't want to admit that they made a mistake by firing the legacy Rony cast.
2: Can you imagine anything more heartbreaking than being told you're a one season wonder? No, I would and fall to my knees.
1: Me too. And <laughs> A good discussion one day would be which one-season wonders had the most merit. Mm-hmm. Andy uh, asked on Watch What Happens Live, one of the guests, he was like, who do you think is like the most underrated one-season wonder? And the person couldn't answer. And it made me think about it because yeah. I've always thought that Cindy Barshop got a really raw deal. Oh
2: Yeah, was she only one? She was one season okay. and it was in the yeah, transition. Yeah, she feels like maybe she it feels like she was too cuz she made some impact.
1: Yeah, she was post Bethany. She was like hired as a replacement for Bethany, which is a lot of pressure. No one, you know, yeah. could potentially live up She
2: had t- that vajazzling business.
1: Yes. And <laughs> and also the cast members, no newcomer has ever been treated worse than how they treated her. They basically <laughs> refused to film with her and yeah. never gave her airtime in any way. So, I think she had merit. She just was with the worst you know the the cast that was the least receptive to a newcomer.
2: Yeah, because she was pretty tough. Yeah, herself. Yeah, she was interesting. She they was... treated her the way they treated Barbara.
1: Totally. Oh my god. <laughs> they. They. That's that's probably the hardest. Ramona was
2: like, I don't know. Uh, Barbara just looks like a man.
1: Yeah. Awful. <laughs> and then uh, Jules was one season. They had a lot yeah. of one seasons. They. They. They're they're uh, impenetrable as a cast.
2: A Jew and an Asian walked into a bar, and they made me.
1: That was her tagline. Why didn't we say that that was one of the best ten?
2: <laughs> I think we gave it honorable, or we at least discussed it.
1: Yeah, um, they. So the the best casting decision was when there was half the cast was fired, and then they brought on you know Heather, Carol, and Aviva, because then they had confidants and they had uh, power there, and they had to reckon with them.
2: Yeah. So I don't know what we're gonna do. Well, I don't, but as it a sounds community. like I don't.
1: I don't want. I feel like I am alone as the a full rony hater you don't seem to dislike it as much as i do
2: i mean i'm just like not i'm watching it through a separate lens like i'm not comparing it to the old i'm watching it as like a different show
1: and is it good as a different show
2: it's like fine like it's like whatever like i'm entertained but it's not like legendary
1: i just i um look at I look at all Bravo shows with such a mind on the behind the scenes and the production. And I always think about the cameras involved. And I always think about that they're on a show. (laughs) Is this
2: worth their time? (laughs) Well, I I
1: just think I always see the, the, a little bit of the facade and I just see how, you know, inauthentic this cast is together and, and, and how, which Part of it could be nerves to be on camera, right. but I just, this thing was so ham fistedly put well, together. Well, that's how I
2: felt about Dubai and honestly, early Salt Lake. Yeah. And no. people like ate it the fuck up. And I was yeah. like, I don't know.
1: I know. and And, and so. Yeah. I think Salt
2: Lake got a little better. I know you're watching it from the beginning now. I do think it like ruminated. It sort of like had that thing of like it soaked up its own juices and made a little more sense but at the beginning it was like jen shaw like walking in in like a fur coat and like a boa and being like i'm shaw amazing like and i'm like no one's like that just fucking you have to earn that place like yeah. stop
1: yeah totally i mean yeah so i i guess i i just want to be honest and this is how i'm feeling and i know it could i'll keep watching it and i'll keep supporting it and i you know i i but i just want to be honest about my thoughts that it's like i'm um, Watching paint dry when I watch yeah. it, and I'm not having fun.
2: Do you think by the end of the season it's going to be like a hundred thousand viewers?
1: <laughs> well, it it stayed consistent with four hundred thousand. Okay. I, if but I doesn't don't...
2: it drop from like Atlanta's eight hundred or something like that?
1: Well, is Atlanta getting eight hundred thousand?
2: I think I read something like that where yeah. it like basically drops in half after Atlanta's over.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, it does. Um, it does. So it's it's stayed consistent. It's dropped from seven hundred and fifty thousand to then five hundred thousand. And then it's just stayed sort of consistent at forty five or four hundred fifty thousand. And mm-hmm. then I don't think it can get much lower without them having to, like, <laughs> you know, pull it from broadcast.
2: I was saying I think I said this off mic um, while I was in New York. I put on um, the first couple episodes of the new Miami iteration um, and I gotta say I was pretty entertained.
1: Okay. I, I want to get into it because yeah. I need some, uh, fun in and, my life.
2: Yeah. It felt good because I mean, I watched it back in the day and so it has a handful of the original characters. So I felt comforted in that I recognized like three of them or whatever, four of them. Um, so it felt like an easier jump in, like I could watch it more casually cause I was like I've been here before and then it had new people too. Um, And um, it's certainly, everyone is very extra. It's like over the top, Mm -hmm. but they're like big personalities. So there's like at least something there. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. I
1: mean, if they're, yeah, if they're entertaining people just like on their own, that's what makes a good show. And if there's five of them, that's the best show in the world. You know, like it is all so dependent on the cast completely and not really the things they do. It's just like you could watch (laughs) NeNe do anything on Atlanta. She could sit at a dinner and be completely silent. And then her confessionals would be so good. (laughs) And you'd be looking at her face being like, why isn't NeNe saying anything? You just want her to say something. (laughs) She could be more entertaining than someone who's being the most outspoken because NeNe is just so inherently entertaining. Totally. And um, cast members like that are really rare. Yeah. I mean, it's like Dorinda was a diamond in the rough. Yeah. Dorinda is the most organic casting they ever did on Roni. It was like, she was there the entire time.
2: I mean, me watching the housewives. Now I just hear why are you doing here without Dorinda? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So great.
2: Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe next week we'll have a little more juice. Cause there's at least like an event. Seems yeah. like maybe there'll be a little bit of drama. Um, Although they're already trying to make it a thing that like Brynn is flirting with Aaron's husband, which is clearly a joke, so who cares? Uh-huh. Um, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean let's let's see. I I am still you know optimistic. It could get better, but so far it's been uh, rough. You know for me personally. Yeah. Okay, um, you want to switch to Atlanta? Yes.
2: Okay. Um, Wreck It Ralph. Fun title.
1: I was very excited by that title (laughs) because to me the most intriguing aspect of this season is the disillusion of drew and ralph's relationship he's
2: like getting worse perhaps
1: yeah he he is um he's one of the worst (laughs) house husbands
2: would you say he's a maniac
1: i don't think he's a maniac (laughs) i don't know why dr (laughs) ken said that but he he clearly does not care very much about drew no Uh, and doesn't like her very much no and and is one of those people that ha- has to be respected constantly and and declares everything that's you know uh, where he doesn't look good to be like disrespectful to him if drew paints him in any negative light and drew for a while put up with that and yeah. kept up such a facade that this was a good relationship even though it looked clearly terrible and i'm just it's so interesting to watch uh that get removed right. and her to see life past that makes me
2: like her so much more like I'm like I've never wanted someone to get divorced more and I've never wanted to see what someone was capable of post-divorce more because right now she's always been a flop but it feels like she was getting dragged down yes and I'm like now that she's not putting up with his shit I'm like wait there's like someone inside yeah
1: I'm (laughs) much more sympathetic to her I mean it, it I think we said you know the last time we talked about Atlanta that like she is not very self-aware and she doesn't like to look bad, but the moments where she lets herself look bad or she's actually open and honest, like I do see merit in Drew and I think she could thrive without Ralph.
2: Yeah. When they go on their date night and they go bowling and he's like, um, if I get a strike, you call me daddy. And then he doesn't get a strike and he goes, if I beat your score, you call me daddy. And I'm like, you're a flop. She doesn't need to call you daddy. And then it shows the, uh, montage of before when they were trying to bond he goes we're gonna be like ike and tina worst example <laughs> imaginable yes then he tries to do better this time by saying they're gonna be like barack and obama uh,
1: yes and then <laughs> drew um drew was more upset with that than than she even let on i think she was like you forget that you have a wife yeah. which That is so true. Yeah, that book that he was writing, that he was writing about being a step parent, that he didn't even involve her in at all. Like, he's on a one way track to he thinks stardom on his own, and he doesn't take her into consideration at all.
2: He's saying what a big year it's going to be for them. Because I fly,
1: I fly way more than Todd. I'm way busier than Todd.
2: It's like crazy, and then uh, he he's like mansplaining nonsense to her, and he goes, "It's very intellectual what I'm talking about," and she's like, "I'm I understand, I'm yeah. not an idiot." He
1: says like three buzzwords in a row. And he's then talking
2: he, about like his like rage uh, episodes.
1: He says the occurrence of those have started to happen much more infrequently than <laughs> the other. Uh, attempts at it or whatever and he goes and just so you know i'm speaking very intellectually right now and she's like
2: he's so fucking annoying and then she's saying you know i have this movie coming up i'm gonna need more help at home and he like flies off the handle he's like i'm not daddy daycare." yeah and i'm like well you are a daddy so do your fucking job bitch yeah like
1: could you potentially be <laughs> yeah that that was awful i like hate him <laughs> me too i mean he doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities
2: and then they keep showing all the montages of their past interactions and you're like oh yeah he's been bad the whole time he like
1: he, yes yeah i mean well he yeah i mean he was almost worse but drew was putting up with it and not letting anyone see into the relationship so he didn't really know what was going on you thought there was some merit there but now now that she's coming to realize it you're like damn yeah he's awful there's no yeah
2: she's like living in hell
1: she is yeah he's not <laughs> a partner to her
2: no it's terrible um yeah. i can't wait for them to get divorced and, and i'm so happy for too, her which,
1: yeah it makes it interesting
2: yeah um okay we go to kenya's house and then i noticed she has a little yorkie and it, not to bring it down but remember when her yorkie velvet died the, oh, the, oh, and it was like the saddest thing can't, ever can't even, can't
1: even watch it it was that, terrible that was so awful i mean her she was so upset that, that was, was her, like
2: one of the most human moments she's ever had
1: that was her like baby that it was, was terrible like, tragic
2: I don't even know why I brought it up. Well, I just, you just... Uh, <laughs> just remembering. I just thought of it. Um, so she has uh, Shamia and Candy over. They're chatting about embryos, surrogates. Yes. Candy and Shamia have the same surrogate, which yes. is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why don't, girl, why don't you use mine? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I like that. I also like that the another through line, apart from Drew and Ralph, is uh, Sonya's... <laughs> Uh, multiple pregnancy reveals. Yes, three different types. <laughs> yes. of pregnancy reveals. Two are semi-related, but one is. So the first one is, which I, I, you know, I love their relationship. Yeah, and I think uh, Sonya is great. She's a great cast member. I, I was, I felt. Ha- proud of them and happy for them and yeah. the joy they felt and i the first one is is hey i've got some notes ross that i need you to check on because i wrote some things down and then he opens it up and there's that pregnancy test there I he like was...
2: doesn't react well, do you goes, think that this... was a true reveal or yeah. do you think they filmed it again
1: i think it was a true reveal. okay do you think
2: could... he was just like uncomfortable on camera because he really doesn't jump for joy uh, despite could... it being his biggest wish
1: I think he's shocked by it. I think he's shocked that she did it in that manner (laughs) and that he doesn't know. She
2: can't get enough of these fun
1: ways. (laughs) (laughs) I think he he was legitimately shocked and didn't know, like, are you really presenting me with a positive pregnancy test right now? Like, on camera. Like, I do think he portrayed it as... Stunned. Yeah. And they he start, he, you know, he cried, yeah. or he's like, I'm starting to sweat. Yeah.
2: I am glad that she seems so happy because I was worried that he was like forcing her to carry an additional child that she didn't want. It was a little tenuous for a minute where he wasn't understanding that she was like, I'm telling you, I don't have more bandwidth. And he was like, I don't care. Oh. But it seemed like they got past it.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, but anyway, I liked, I mean, we can just bring them up. I like, and then they put on sweaters. <laughs> One says, weird, weird. <laughs> and is pregnant and then they they're wearing in the them. wrong order yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then the sister reads them immediately and yeah. is thrilled and then the mom for literally what felt like seven minutes after everyone started celebrating still didn't know what everyone was celebrating and so they got back in formation this time in the right order right and then, and then she looked at it read it for like 10 seconds and then yes saw it.
1: yeah I know that was which felt
2: very real like that's totally what would happen in my family. Like everyone would be like, Huh? <laughs>
1: right. What we're supposed to be looking at your sweaters yeah. right now.
2: <laughs> and later in the episode she's like, I'm not done. I want to do it one more
1: time. And then this one, you could say like so they all they all flop in an endearing way. They're all fun to watch. And if I didn't like um Sonia then I would be like oh man like this is cringe <laughs> if it was Drew back yeah. in the day I'd be like goddamn this is the most embarrassing thing ever but because she's just a good person and you know the logistics of this were hard to get yeah. everybody to rally around and she's so buoyant about it you just feel happy for her but yeah all three had different difficulties (laughs) when she was presenting them the final one was the most (laughs) logistical nightmare i don't
2: know why she thought that was going to be easy it was like a 20
1: person group chat a 20 person group (laughs) chat where you have they took a photo she's wearing we're pregnant (laughs) merch and then she goes did everybody get it okay everybody look at the same time make sure you look good okay start zooming in make sure that your Which, eyes as we good.
2: all know when you get sent a photo that you're in you only look at yourself
1: <laughs> everyone is like my <laughs> eyes are closed like no one is looking at it and then she's everyone... like look closer keep looking <laughs> can't, did you see uh, anything?
2: Kenya's like well I blocked you on the group chat so I can't even see it
1: yeah and then finally I think I don't even know who it was it wasn't even a friend of it was just someone who's invited to the mental health retreat finally sees the shirt and then, that, <laughs> then she gets the response she needs but it takes a really long time Time. and then they all
2: just do like a 20 man hug yeah yeah um, okay so at um, Kenya's house at that lunch they bring up that um, they start talking shit on Martel and I thought it was funny He they had that little uh, birthday dinner for Sheree that I think it sounded like he hosted um, but then at the end of the dinner he sent out a cash app request from all the ladies which he should have known was going to become a plot point
1: yeah so where do you What do you think about that? Because I'm sort of conflicted.
2: Yeah. I mean, I understand in like, you know, a normal group of people, maybe it's like, yeah, we're all pitching in, you pay for your own dinner or whatever. But I think at a certain level, there becomes an expectation. Yes. And $1,500 as, you know, the amount of money that these women are spending in general is not that much yeah so
1: yeah i yeah i was of two minds about it like i was like well they're obviously going to use that as ammunition against him <laughs> and make fun of Sheree for that but then also yeah. why would why would a boyfriend you know and a new semi-new relationship pay for 15 people or however many i don't know how many actually eight yeah or something like it, it was is small it is a it is an expense like a kind of you know a big expense I guess you know maybe not in the grand scheme of things but to ask him to pay for it but it's definitely I understand why everyone is using that you know as fodder yeah for fun well it is tray. also
2: like um well it was at I think Cynthia revealed it was at Nobu right yes so I don't know I think there is also a certain expectation sometimes if you're like invited it's almost like you're invited to join for a celebration it's like we're like treating you for this Like, party. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, okay, let's divvy up the bill and divide the tax and the tip. Like, and Kenya said before that um, broke bitches uh, split the check.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So I think they should have known totally i I think both (laughs)
2: should have had a catered event then
1: yeah both reactions are fine to that you know it's like you could just you know think it's lame of him or also you could like sheree you could defend that action so yeah yeah i didn't really know where to fall on that
2: did you like that sheree's dog was named gaudy
1: yeah i loved it and and my i think my well i overall this episode was just so fun yeah to me like a bad episode of Atlanta is so much better to me, not to bring it back to Rony, but to, to this was just so much more fun, even though they're really not doing much, just a bunch of disparate events, Mm -hmm. but I just had so much fun. Sheree going to the dog uh, groomer. (laughs) I, I loved it. When the lady goes, do you want to start a points account with us? And Sheree goes, yep. (laughs) <laughs> and then they bleep out her email address and she's at, AOL.
2: at AOL.com. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm still at AOL.com. And the woman's like, I wasn't going to say anything.
1: That moment was just so funny. <laughs> like, that was just so funny. And that's just Sheree on a random day.
2: Totally. Um, I think we've discussed before, but something about the way that they produce Atlanta is particularly kooky and yes. goofy. Like, there's multiple times throughout where the music cues... I think actually right after this, after the groomer, there's the table read and Candy and Drew approach each other and they have just previously had drama and they play like the goofiest music. (laughs) Like, I don't even remember what it sounded like, but it was like, do, 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 Like it was like, this is awkward. Like so dorky. Yeah. And I was like, I laughed.
1: Yeah. And, well, and when they did the dial-up noise for the AOL yes. email, I was like, the, the editors—they no, like pop off. Yeah, the editors it's like just put their stamp on out of thing. bounds. And, <laughs> and it is like so far, we we commented that at the, at the start that the editors were kind of going nuts this season. But so far, it's only enhancing my enjoyment. Like the <laughs> the acid trip montage when they were getting healed was really funny. Yeah, doing their slow down voices. So I, I think the editors are actually doing a good job.
2: Yeah, it's funny. Um, I also wrote down that um i trust todd as a producer yeah like he seems competent oh yeah you know and he
1: has a production background
2: right like i'm just like i you know i feel like in other relationships you would feel like like the husband's trying to do his own thing and now everybody's involved and it's gonna be a flop but watching it i was like this all seems pretty legit to me
1: yeah i mean with their like candy's entertainment background his production background um, I think this makes sense, and he does seem much more interested in this than like being a restaurant tour,
2: right? Like I th- even though he said otherwise in right. his uh, confessional, and, and she yeah. called him out.
1: Yeah, um, I think <laughs> it seems good. The only thing I, I'm skeptical of is that if you had access to like all talent in the world, <laughs> are you really getting? Oh, n- no offense, Moneta, but what are the odds <laughs> that the three cast members on the show are the ones that you want to cast? Unless you just want publicity, right. like you want this the to be more
2: people that are on the show that are in your movie the more airtime it's gonna get
1: Mignetta's role name was just the lawyer <laughs> so i don't think she's in it very much okay
2: um yeah we should watch is that have, do we know is, did it come out what is was it called streaming again? it was like the act or like the, the act, something like that i
1: bet the release will coincide with either the premiere of next season or the reunion of this season Okay. But I, I'd be, I would watch it. I yeah. mean, I would. Wa- I I want to see Candy. Got to see Drew. that sex scene. Yeah, and in the next, like the preview, he's like, hiring Drew was the best decision I ever made. Drew is such a good actor, and I actually can see it when like yeah. when she's doing the table read. She does have the charisma of an actor that can just mm-hmm. turn off your normal persona and be someone else. Like yeah. I sense that even more than Candy. Uh-huh. You know, like I, I I liked it. I was like, yeah. yeah.
2: Have you noticed? Have you seen um, billboards for the shy?
1: no um
2: it's on showtime is that the
1: one that that candy had the guest appearance in
2: she's like on it oh wow because she's on the billboard
1: oh that's cool oh so
2: now whenever i see it on town i'm like candy that's awesome um so yeah uh i'm interested uh and then they showed that clip for next week where um fucking ralph is like you didn't invite me to come watch your scene and she's like you don't usually come for love scenes and he goes not for male on female but for girl on girl i would be there and it's like get the fuck out of here eat yeah, yeah. him
1: me too that's awful yeah and the episode ends with dr ken coming back and um
2: i love that he's just fully on her side uh, yes she's like <laughs> he what does he say he's like you can't be gaslit anymore and you're saying i won't be tumbled dry <laughs>
1: yeah he's like using the show's terminology like against Ralph um Drew which uh, Drew the best case against Ralph and this relationship is that he is she's there's obviously strife in their marriage and he just has completely quit on the couple's counseling process completely and she's having to do this not
2: justifiable yeah if you ever
1: (laughs) wanted to even try to make this work you would have at least done that well he's
2: like couple's therapy is like you say this and I say that and uh that's gonna get us divorced yeah so it's like you so you don't address those issues (laughs) yeah so it's like if we talk about the reality of our situation we'll get divorced then you should get divorced
1: yeah i mean they do have trouble communicating and i think drew has trouble articulating uh like how she feels or how he makes her feel but Mm -hmm. ralph but he also just like
2: doesn't listen to what she's saying and everything he says is like where did that come from? He makes no sense.
1: Yeah, he he's, he's, and he still was gaslighting her in this episode. He yeah. was like still trying to enforce his w- worldview on her and make her see things differently. And I'm, he's I'm, awful.
2: What is her tagline? It's like, I'm out of the gaslight and time for the limelight or something like that.
1: I'm out of the gaslight <laughs> and into the limelight. Is that it?
2: I think you're right. If it's right. not it, then it's really good. Yeah, that, yeah <laughs> that one was awesome. It's something about gaslighting.
1: Yeah, so. Do we want to wrap up Atlanta? I mean I feel um, like Um
2: Yeah, I mean that there was the main other thing was just the mental health event, which I thought was pretty um weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I did
2: Considering we already did a wellness trip yeah, like one episode yeah, ago.
1: I feel like these two events were were like were created by two different producers, like the handle, and that they <laughs> didn't like, realize that they would ultimately be the same thing. Like that the that, that Drew's sister's wellness storyline would conflict with the
2: uh, like. Who paid for this? Shri- like, it was clearly like many tens of thousands of dollars. They rented that entire mansion. It was catered. Yeah, there was like a meditation, a workout. Which ma- we should do a video where we do drop it with Drew because it was hilarious. It was really. They funny. were just like,
1: and also I felt like <laughs> Drew had completely dropped the ball on Drop It With Drew and wasn't going to even bring it up this season because when she gets asked (laughs) about it, she was just like, it's doing good, but let's not talk about it anymore. and
2: then then Marlo (laughs) looks up the URL and it's a full 404. (laughs) And she's like, she dropped it.
1: She goes, it looks like the internet dropped Drop It With Drew again, which is amazing. Oh my God. They really
2: have issues with their... Uh, Website. I know. At le-
1: even if, if you create a business, at least pay the hosting fee to keep it going, even if you're not actively yeah, part of it. Yeah, do a five-year buy-in. Yeah, do not let it get that 404 era so that Marlo's in a confessional and she looks it up and she has that on camera seeing that it doesn't Terrible. exist.
2: Um, also, I just wanted to bring up in that meditation or whatever, Candy clearly is crying um, yeah. but she like is holding it in so tight that she's just like, it's almost like she's doing the like, what is this salty just discharge? She's like, I need a tissue. Like she's like confused. Yeah. And I feel like generally Candy, at least recently and in general, has a sadness about her. Yes. That makes me bummed.
1: She, re- she does. She Heaviness. Really does. She really does. And Candy has offered a lot to the show without a doubt. Yeah. But she does keep a distance, mm-hmm. a personal distance yeah. about, you know, her mental health, what she's going through. She has the, the attributes that she wants to project. One of them is that she's the ultimate striver, but yeah, she doesn't really talk about like deep troubles. Yeah. And I, I feel a sense of that too. I also feel like candy is going through something this season that she is not acknowledging. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they put her through the ringer at the first few episodes mm-hmm. of this, like accusing, you know, someone get, of getting shot at a restaurant, her yeah. not calling Marlo to console her about it. Like, that was pretty bad. Everyone was coming after her, and she seems like she's at her wits' end with what she can do professionally mm-hmm. and with her family. Yeah, she was
2: saying, like, her group is falling apart, which I didn't watch that spin off, but I think there's drama in her band.
1: Yeah. Uh, so
2: I just, I like when she's vulnerable. Like, she was forced to be vulnerable about the Marlowe stuff. Cause she broke down about how her brother died and how she has to be, you know, keep her shit together because that was so traumatizing and yes. she doesn't like to get emotional period, yes. which I get, but she just really seems like there's a heaviness that like a cloud that's following her around that. I like feel like she needs to like break out of.
1: She doesn't seem happy. No. She just, this season in particular i don't know if it's filming and she's just not loving being a part of this cast right now or or she's just completely fed up with with all the things she has to do but yeah she yeah, just she seems she's, depressed she's not having fun
2: yeah no i just i want the best for her
1: i didn't i didn't think of i didn't like think about that while i was watching cuz this wasn't very candy centric but now that you say it i'm like yeah this has been a rough season for candy but you wouldn't really know watching why it's so rough on her but she's definitely processing something and going through something deep and she's not yeah i don't i don't think there's any instance of her having a lot of fun with yeah. anybody
2: i feel like usually when that's happening it's about someone's marriage or yeah. something but like in her case i'm like it's i don't think it's todd it's like just everything well her
1: i mean it's it's not scrutinized or, or it's not very like um being a striver mm-hmm. like having that ambition is not is something that we sort of have like We're like, that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, like go for it. Like ultimate striver hustle mentality or whatever. But there is some, there is some thing that needs to be addressed there. If you don't feel satisfied Mm -hmm. with all of the accomplishments she has, I mean, one of the most accomplished people in the world, the most successful people in the world, like top 1%, you know, if you're thinking about everyone, for her to not be happy with that, there is something that she should reconcile in, in, in herself to make her happy with, what she has. Yeah. I mean, I don't well, think she was she- saying
2: uh, when they were talking about her not being available enough or whatever, she was saying how there's, it's one thing to never achieve your dreams, but it's another to achieve them and then lose them. So I think she's like living in a yes. constant state of anxiety that she's going to lose what she's built. Yes. Even though I think she, she could, we, most people could safely say she's reached an echelon where she could cruise a bit. You know what I mean? Like she's built enough where she could kind of maintain what she's done and she doesn't have to keep adding more to her plate all the time, especially because she has like a shitload of kids.
1: Yeah. But then maybe that mentality is like what led her to this now? I mean, that's
2: always the case where I'm like, why do billionaires keep working? I would never work again, but that's why they're billionaires. Yeah.
1: They just, they love it. And that's, that's what, that's what brings (laughs) them joy.
2: I'm ready to retire yesterday. I I know. And it's
1: like, (laughs) oh man, I'm never going to be potentially (laughs) successful because I just, don't care
2: being rich is unethical that's where I what i say we don't need it but i, I would s- take it
1: yeah i say <laughs> that too if i have if i happen to get rich i'll take it but i but, no you know i have personal i have personal goals but i have a threshold of what i'm happy with yeah because i i think of like how much worse things could be or what i <laughs> what i could have ended up as i know that's not the best way to like look at your life but i take pride in the little things i've you know i've done simple is nice Simple is nice, and if I, from what I've seen, billionaires and all the success in the world is really is negligible in terms of how much it impacts your happiness. If anything, yeah. some people. Say Isn't it, there
2: a threshold? What is it? It's seventy five
1: thousand. Really? I think that needs to be. I think that, that needs to be updated for <laughs> yeah. current inflation. Not ever. in LA. <laughs> Not at all. But- I'd say one fifty. If I, if I had a hundred and fifty thousand dollars every single year well no i mean even that though like we couldn't buy a house in no. in los angeles so that's true but but there, would that
2: make you happy actually
1: by owning a home <laughs> it'd bring you peace owning a home would bring but me that brings s-
2: a whole bag of worms too
1: it it does but i for me personally not ever this isn't for everyone but for me personally i would take pride in the fact that i owned a home yeah i don't think it will ever be in la unfortunately but i guess
2: unless our patreon numbers keep <sighs> growing if we
1: start talking about the bethany frankel interview only on <laughs> patreon but we're not going to do that to you guys
2: this is me about the patreon i may be small ho but my empire keeps on growing
1: that is the <laughs> motto completely for our patreon um
2: all right well we said it all yeah we, we got a little all- personal there at the end you yeah. got a little glimpse into our hopes and dreams. Yes, um, I thought that was a good episode. Hey, we're almost nearing three hours. I know some people felt uh, that we didn't go long enough last week, so we made up for it this time.
1: Yes, I, I think we definitely did, and um, yeah, I'm proud of what we spoke about uh, today. <laughs> there was a lot to address, and um, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to have you back. And but I do hope that we can sort of implement. Uh, dual strategy where sometimes you know we have some like silly fun that's not so tied to these episodes people totally like or you know yeah I don't know but let's we'll discuss that off air and um, <laughs> but you feel good about this episode I do I think okay.
2: it'll be our best yet
1: our best
2: <laughs> I think this one is going to outperform our peak Scandival episode I'm putting that into the universe
1: you know, maybe with this Beth, you know, Bethany thing, and the people either, this are
2: is, hungry for commentary.
1: This is, I'll say, this was the definitive conversation to be had about that interview. So hopefully, people will be like, "Wait, I only needed to hear one one hour and thirty minute conversation about that, and I'm yeah. fully satisfied." I mean,
2: there was so much going on yesterday. I was at my parents' house, and so I wasn't really on my phone. And then I kept getting screenshots that. Uh, Bethany commented, she followed Riley, that there, all this stuff was going on, and I got home at the end of the day, and I was like, what the fuck happened today?
1: I know. I'm not 100% sure why Bethany followed me. <laughs> I personally, <laughs> if, I be was, if I was her, I wouldn't have done that, but it's nice. If you would have told me a year ago that Bethany would follow me on TikTok, I would have been completely stunned. But I hope
2: she pops into your lives now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I only... I only get worried when people follow me because then I'm like, I can't be honest or I can't, yeah. you know, or I'm going to make some content. You and can be gonna... honest about her. Yeah. I mean, she's never going to see it. She can take it. But it's it's almost sadder to have someone follow and then eventually unfollow than it was yeah. to ever have them, you know? Like, you
2: can mention it all.
1: Yeah, I will. I'm still going to be truthful as much as I can. And I feel like we were truthful today.
2: Yeah. I can't wait for our crab boil.
1: That... That interview, where we recreate her crab broil video, and we also interview her about her Rachel interview, that's going to be big numbers. Big numbers. Um, if you love Amy and I, and you love what you witnessed here today, there's more conversation to be had at our Patreon. Yes. Um, we post you know random stuff there. It's our little Villa Rosa VIP community, which we love so much. We're trying to be the best we can to our cherished Villa Rosa VIPs, and that'll only get more um beautiful and powerful in that group. So if you love us, go there. Listen to us talk about Vanderpump rules and listen to us talk about anything that doesn't fall in our normal recording schedule that eventually ends up in Patreon. Right? (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) Um that's where all the action, the magic happens where we're you thought we were unencumbered here.
1: Oh just wait. Just wait until there's a paywall (laughs) and you have to pay to hear us. We are so unencumbered.
2: We have a few beers. It's going to be good. Laughs. Oh, major laughs, especially yeah. when we record two a day. The second one is always kooky because <laughs> yeah, really we're is. exhausted and drunk.
1: Yeah. It really <laughs> is. All right. Well, we love you so much. No one loves you more than Amy and I. And I hope you sleep good tonight. And I hope this was a fun little Friday treat for you.
2: Kisses.
1: Kisses. Good night.
2: Bye. This one's for you tonight.